0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: Hi, I'm Tanahashi, and you are listening to the New Japan broadcast. Alright everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the New Japan PuroCast, your weekly audio source for all things in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. My name is Colin Miller being joined alongside Mr. Damon McDonald. It is Sunday afternoon, June 5th at the time that we are recording this, and the both of us actually just got done finishing up the uh best of the super junior show from earlier this morning which took place in gunma and we also have a core show to talk about that took place on 6-3 and lots of other uh news and notes in the world of uh, new japan pro wrestling and combat sports in general and on that note damon i think that uh a good place to start here. Um, I wouldn't feel right if we didn't address uh, the passing of the greatest Muhammad Ali who passed away uh, last week at the age of 74. And we're talking about a guy who is not only, of course, you know, arguably the greatest in the boxing ring, but someone who is also a pioneer of the heel pro wrestling promo.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you could count on you would need both hands to count how many people have ripped off Muhammad Ali in his interview style. I mean, from Dusty to Billy Graham, uh, the list goes on and on. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, look, he, he was always uh, for years, right? he's, he's been having his health issues and his struggles. And, uh, I don't think it came as a shock to anyone that, uh, the passing of Muhammad Ali, but I believe, uh, you know, anytime that that's something like this happens, it's kind of like, wow. Okay. That's a, as a you know, not only a sports legend, but a, a, almost like a, a cultural icon. Uh, yeah, you kind of look back and see how you know much of an impact that cultural icon was. And to us, who, you know, our small little corner of the world, when we talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, he had a huge impact on you know. I don't necessarily want to say the success of New Japan Pro Wrestling because after this was all said and done. The buzz might not have been the best for the company and Anoki specifically. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, he he definitely had an impact. And, and I'm not a boxing guy. I don't know shit about boxing, to be quite frank. But I know who to, I know who Muhammad Ali is. I think I think he transcended the sport. He's one of the few guys that was able to do that.
1: Right. I mean, he he was a, a pop culture icon in the same realm as the Beatles or Elvis or anybody. Yeah, and listen, not you know that that speaks volumes because not everyone's going to be able
0: to be uh, an outside referee at WrestleMania One. Right? No, <laughs> I mean not it's not just any Tom Dick and Harry's going to be able to pull that off. But you know he was able to do that. I love that story of uh, that's you know why Pat Patterson. I mean originally Ali was supposed to be the referee, right? And he just couldn't figure it out and they were really worried about how Ali was going to handle himself in the ring, if he was going to go into business for himself, if uh you know, he understood the whole uh complexities that pro wrestling might be. You know, it was a, it was a very important match. It couldn't get fucked up. So they uh
1: right, e- everything was riding on that one event.
0: Yeah, a little bit. You know, a, a, one company's future was really riding on that one uh, main event. Hanging in the balance. Yeah. So um I think they made the right call in uh, getting someone who's very experienced in the uh, art of pro wrestling in there. One Pat Patterson and let Ali, you know, take care of dumb shit at ringside, you know, and, you know, get a little bit involved and a little bit of heat. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, he was involved in that. And obviously, the Anoki fight, you know, in, in 1976.
1: Yep, 40 years ago almost um, from the uh, legendary Budokan venue, I believe.
0: That is correct. Yeah. Um, and and I'm seeing online that there's uh, somebody wrote a book on just that event. Like I, that. I
1: heard about that uh, as I was listening to uh, the Observer. I, I think uh, Big Dave mentioned that.
0: Yeah, um, look that up while I ramble on, Colin. I'll because uh, I'm I want I want to get a copy of that book. I would love to to read that because uh, I find that shit really really interesting. In the in the lead up to it, I mean, apparently Anoki uh, was offering Ali like something like six million. And, and you know Ali only got about two million of it, but again, what it did was it it led to a lot of the stuff that we see here today. I mean, it started with the closed circuit stuff, but then you know uh, the MMA crossover and and you know the spectacle of what pro wrestling can be um, and how it can be marketed and how revenue can be generated. You know, a lot of times you got to kind of point your finger at that model of of Anoki going out on a limb and saying, okay, I'm I'm bringing in at the time. You know not only the biggest you know boxing name I can find, really the biggest sports star at that time I mean Ali in the seventies in mid seventies late seventies
1: and even in the in the eighties
0: he was massive
1: i mean massive i mean who, who I would remember- you compare him to like i I know you come from a sports background who would you like uh compare him to in in this day and age like who whoever the the big massive star is right now?
0: I mean, I don't even think that there is one because of what he stood for and, and like the social stances that he stood for and the, um, the, with the Vietnam War. Yeah, he was a
1: conscientious objector.
0: Whatever that meant. Yes. <laughs> Stop using big words, Colin. You know I can't handle them. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> That's all right. Um, what does that mean? Uh, that, that, that basically means that, um, it, war goes against your beliefs.
0: Okay. Oh, I think everyone. I hope everyone that goes against every. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but you know, I, I'm not a big war guy. Um, I never did like that fucking tenor <laughs> Work at <get> war. <laughs> get
1: I, I get it. I knew yeah. you were going there.
0: Wrestling. What was it? Wrestling and romance. Yes, wrestling Ugh.
1: and romance. What a
0: terrible name for a fucking wrestling promotion. Didn't,
1: didn't uh, the the second Super J Cup? were uh, uh-huh. weren't they weren't they presented by Wrestling and Romance? Yeah, that no, is I amazing.
0: Mean, I mean, I get wrestling and romance and SWS mixed up sometimes. Like, SWS was this promotion that, at the time, was like this money mark who, I think he was the sunglasses guy um, or the eyeglasses guy. He just wanted to have a wrestling promotion, and he pulled uh, Tenru you know, out, and you know well, the rest is history. It didn't really work. They had the partnership with the WWEF at the time. Okay, we're all over the place. Um, Anoki.
1: I found um, the book, by the way. Oh, yeah? What's it called? All right. So the book is called Ollie vs. Anoki." Right. The, makes sense. The, <laughs> right? <laughs> the the Forgotten Fight That Inspired Mixed Martial Arts and Launched Sports Entertainment. And uh, it is by an author by the name of Josh Gross. And it comes out uh, this month, actually, June 21st. Yeah, I think you
0: can pre-order it. Um, I would love to get an advanced copy of that, if we could. And I would definitely... I uh, want to review that because uh, that's right, right in my wheelhouse. I love shit like that. Um, but as you were looking up stuff, I was talking about you know how the closed circuit TV. Did you, have you ever gone to a closed circuit? Were you old enough to go to closed circuit TV wrestling stuff?
1: You know what? I was born in '89, so I think by that time closed circuit had kind of yeah like just fizzled out.
0: Yeah, I remember I went to WrestleMania three. Uh, at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, and they had the closed circuit. Um, and it, it was just – it was an arena, uh, and people reacted like it was a live event, but you're right. watching it on TV. And then I went to um, – I went to another one. I went to Starcade um, when they, they closed-circuited it in uh, the Civic Center in Philadelphia, and it was the um, – was it shytown town Heat, was it? Flair winning the belt back from Ronnie Garvin. Um, you're you really to... dating yourself here, Damon. Well, listen, I'm, you know, I am what I am. You know What am I going to do? Uh, listen, I wasn't alive for fucking Anokia Ali. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go there. Uh, but th- that was like Shea Stadium. So they did Shea Stadium for that. Um, now they had like a live wrestling event there too. I think it was like, um, I think it was San Martino against Hansen. So you know the story of how San Martino broke his neck against Hansen. Like right. Hansen broke his neck. Um, and that was his first match. So that was like the revenge match. And I think they had like 30,000 in Shea. Um, for this horse but here's the thing, you know, I say this now, I, you know, of those 30,000 people that were in Shea stadium, I, 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 I would bet my house that f- maybe 5,000 people knew who the fuck Antonio and were, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, to me, and I wasn't there and I can't speak for it, but the people that I talked to that, that were in that time frame and in that, that error, um, uh, which was a little bit before mine that are still alive. <laughs> um, you know i don't think they really n- nobody really knew who anoki was they knew obviously knew who ali was and they just figured they 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 knew ali was fighting a wrestler right the, the ali was fighting a japanese wrestler right um but i don't like like antonio anoki was not a household name here by no. any stretch of the imagination no it, it wasn't,
1: wasn't like hulk hogan
0: no 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 one knew i don't i can't say no one knew anybody in japan but like i'll bet I'll bet the house that there were plenty of people there that thought that you know, Ali was fighting a sumo guy.
1: You know what? It, it, it's funny you should say that because anytime time that I tell people that I do a podcast on Japanese uh, wrestling, yeah. they automatically assume that it's sumo. For yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but that is automatically where their train of thought goes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get the same thing. So, I, I, but I'm, I'm sure that was the case, and and the thirty-two thousand that were at Shea Stadium were. You know, I don't want to say that it, they were there for San Martino Hansen, but they were there for San Martino Hansen and Ali fighting a Japanese sumo wrestler. <laughs> you know, I guarantee that's probably what it was. Um, which, you know, I know, I know, you know, in Japan, it was a much bigger deal, obviously. Um, I don't think these, these shows did very well, though, in closed circuit, right? I don't think that the houses, like, so each. I can't say every promotion had a show that centered around it. But there were shows like if they they were showing the closed circuit show, they were showing a pro wrestling show there as well. So, again, I hate to be this guy, but to me, it seems like that live event, it was really the draw. And Anoki fighting a Japanese wrestler was the draw. You know what I mean? Not Anoki versus Ali. Obviously, in Japan, it's completely different. Um, but I wonder what those houses were. I wonder what those gates were. Uh, I mean, from from everything that I've read, it, it didn't go over v- super well, even though, you know, Shea Stadium was nice. I think everywhere around the country was kind of flat at best. Uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, I'd like to see the numbers on that, though. So I'm really curious for that book. I want that book. So, uh, hey, if we can get a, an advanced copy of that, um, somebody pass the word and uh, maybe we can get that.
1: Yeah, once again it is Ali versus Anoki up for pre-order right now. And uh fun fact, uh Muhammad Ali's training camp uh was actually in my neck of the woods um in uh northeastern PA in a place called Schuylkill County just north of Deer Lake. And uh an old uh a radio program director of mine on Facebook I saw him post a photo and uh he actually lives about like Three miles um, from uh, his old training camp, so just a kind of a cool little tie-in there um, mm. from where I'm from and where Ali actually trained.
0: That's weird. That's that's really cool. Um, you know what? I, I always think of too with when it comes to the Anoki Ali stuff is is uh, Fred Blassie's involvement,
1: right? There's yes, f- people s- sometimes forget about that.
0: Yeah, but like Fred Blatt. But here's the thing, though. So, f- I, like, I guess Fred Blassie was there to kind of school in, uh, Ali on, okay, the, 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 here's what's happening, here's what's going on, so that he could understand, because Blassie spent time in Japan. But, um, yeah, let's, like, of anybody who doesn't need a mouthpiece, is fucking Muhammad Ali, right? right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like he's, he's not using Fred Blassie, who's a good talker in and of himself, um, for, for that reason, but they needed Fred Blassie to kind of be, like, that liaison of, okay, so here's what's going on, Ali, you know, while he's in Japan, because, again, Blassie spent many years, uh, making quite a name for himself in in Japan uh, before the Ali, donkey fight. So there you go. Um, uh, that you know a little bit of Ali there. I, I know. Uh, listen, I, I know there's plenty of other boxing resources if you needed more history. Uh, I, I would assume all his matches you can find online, right? All his fights you can find online. The famous Fraser, right? The Fraser fights and the-
1: yeah, sure. Uh, the the Rumble in the Jungle, which took place in Kinshasa.
0: Mm. huh that sounds familiar
1: yeah it does sound familiar okay
0: yeah so uh again uh i'm terrible at tributes but uh so yeah i'm sure i'm sure dave will have a nice nice write-up in the observer on uh, on ali and what he meant to uh, new japan as well as to pro wrestling in general
1: all right so there you go uh rest in peace to the uh great muhammad ali and of course the other uh big news story about uh coming from the world of new japan pro wrestling specifically unfortunately hiroshi tanahashi is now officially off of the dominion card um it appears that his shoulder injury is um far worse than we thought and uh damon i don't know if you um uh read any of uh of, of his descriptions, but he was saying how he's having trouble just lifting up a bottle of water, and that, to me, is quite disturbing.
0: Yeah, he, again, when we talked about those Ring of Honor shows in New York uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I said he didn't look great. I mean, here's the thing. Imagine taking bumps, you know, just a simple back bump, and just using one side, like trying to offset that bump by falling on the right side as opposed to the left. I mean, that's, that's counterintuitive to everything that they've learned to take a flat back bump, right? Um, he's, he's in a bad way with that shoulder. And, you know, when you look back to when, I mean, he hurt that thing in February, you know, in fantastic mania, right? That's, that's when, you know, the first whispers of this shoulder were, were made, but, You know, I have a strange. You know, we talk about him since since the beginning of this podcast, and again since the beginning of us even putting our voices to uh, uh, to tape, if you will. You know, we've talked about how Hiroshi Tanahashi is, you know, held together with scotch tape, and we need him for certain periods of time. Tokyo Dome, G One. They're they're making the right choice. I mean, I, I look. Uh, was I happy to see Michael Elgin and and Kenny Omega in this ladder match? No, and I'll and and and, he, and I'll be honest with you here too, Colin. And I don't know what your feelings are on this. I, I don't want to see the ladder. I,
1: I th- agree with you one hundred percent. Actually, I don't. I don't think that they should do the ladder match now. I think it should just be a, a rematch.
0: I agree. I, I agree. I think the the value and the juice and the and the meaningfulness of this ladder kind of doesn't is not the same with Michael Elgin in the ring now. And it's not that Michael Elgin can't work a ladder match. It's not it at all. It's it's not the, it's it's not Kenny Omega versus Michael Elgin in a ladder match that I that I'm kind of hand waving. It's the fact that uh, this ladder match is the first time ever in New Japan Pro Wrestling that that we were going to see something like this. This is this is I don't want to be this guy, but it's it shouldn't be wasted on Elgin and Omega.
1: And not only that, but the entire storyline was built around the ladder between uh, Tanahashi and Kenny Omega.
0: Right. And now, you know, again, that can easily be fixed. And and you can also justify it by saying, hey, you know what, Michael Elgin, you know, and and Hiroshi Tanahashi, best buds, and I'm going to get revenge. So I'm just going to step up in this ladder match and and and, you know, do what my friend was going to do anyway. Um, I don't know. I just the, like the specialness of of that ladder. Just I don't know. It it, it makes me not want it um, now. And again, I can see the fact that you know the the ladder has been established as as as, as a mechanism for Kenny Omega to get heat. That, that's okay. That's there. I just I just feel like that ladder match was special with Hiroshi Tanahashi in it, and it's not as special with Omega and Elgin in it it should be held off. If we're going to do it, it should be held off.
1: Absolutely. And uh, before Tanahashi announced that he was officially off of uh, the Dominion card, we were getting a lot of uh, questions on our Twitter account, like w- which would you rather have him do if he had to pick one? Would you rather him do the ladder mash, or would you rather him have him rest up and uh, be in the G1? And obviously the no-brain answer for me was, you know, um, don't sacrifice your body for for a one-off match because uh quite frankly uh the g1 without tanahashi kind of uh loses a bit of its luster
0: i agree um it's it's an important part of the of the new japan calendar you know to to lose Hiroshi tanahashi over to be quite honest a fucking throwaway match right Here's the here's the thing, Colin. I don't want fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi within 20 feet of a ladder. I, I don't want. I don't care if it's at the Tokyo Dome. To be quite frank, I wasn't. I wasn't thrilled about him getting on a ladder and taking bumps to begin with. wasn't thrilled with it. I'm not thrilled with anybody really taking a bump off a ladder. I'm gonna be truthful. I don't really like ladder matches. I don't think they're great. And 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 to me, the the risks far outweigh the rewards. I don't know. I just. I just. I don't. I'm, I've never been a huge fan of them, right? They, they can they, they can be good, but in recent time, Colin, they haven't, and they and they've just gotten more silly with the, with the risk that they're putting themselves at.
1: I agree, and I mean I've said it before on this podcast. I grew up watching the the, the classic ladder matches, like Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, Shawn versus Razor. You know, matches. That were you know pro wrestling matches just with a ladder involved, and then you know as we got into the two thousands and we had, you know we 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 have the Hardys versus the Dudleys uh, versus Edge and Christian. That was when it kind of turn the corner and these matches became you know very dangerous and shortened the careers for all involved and you know if if Tanahashi and Omega could have had th- the ladder matches that I remember watching growing up like the Sean uh, like a Sean Razor style you know I think it would have been fine but you know it's um it, you're you're kind of treading in d- dangerous waters once the ladder gets involved well see here's the thing there's there's hundreds of ladder
0: matches a year at this point, right? There's 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 hundreds of them, and while you it, it's not like people are having them and they walk out and they you know they have to be taken out in an ambulance every match. I'm not saying that. Well, I'm saying is that you got a guy who's already physically fucked up, right? His back is killing him, his hips are killing him, his knees, and now his shoulder. Why would you risk that for this match, right? For, for this match, why would you risk it? Again, I wouldn't even be thrilled if you said, okay, we're doing this at the Tokyo Dome. I just don't think it matters that much. Like, it, in the whole context of things, like, having a ladder match is really not high on the list. G1 is. G1's high on the list. But yes. a, but a ladder match at Dominion, I, I, I don't, it's just not worth it. I'm, I'm, and, I, and here's the thing. I'm not even saying that ladder matches shouldn't be performed for safety reasons because, again, I'm truly under the, the umbrella of you're, you're an adult, you know the risks, you know the rewards. Knock yourself out if, you, if this is what you feel like you need to do. Go for it, wrestler. What I'm saying is, is that I don't want this for – and again, Hiroshi Tanahashi, he's an adult, and he made the right choice. To me, he made the right choice. But at the end of the day, even if he still wanted to go in there and jump off of a ladder and and land through a table or I don't know, whatever he felt the need to do, I'm not going to knock him. It's his body. He knows it better than I do, even though we did share an embrace.
1: I was just about to, to to say, actually, I think, and I think a lot of our listeners will agree that your hug may have been the the, the kiss of death for him. That you know I, set all of this into motion.
0: It may be. You know, I I do give some hearty hugs. You know, I can I can really uh, lock in an embrace. You're you're so, not a uh,
1: small man, Damon. No, I'm
0: not. But you know, listen. Even if even if I were small, my heart is large. <laughs> 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 Ugh, boo.
1: Do you think that uh, let me let me ask you this is is Tanahashi at this point a um, a victim of the Japanese mindset of just no matter what you you go you go you know tape up the shoulder you know just you no no rest no breaks.
0: I, I don't. Here's the thing: is the, I can't speak on the Japanese mentality because I'm not Japanese, but I can tell you this. Me neither. But in the pro, you're not.
1: No, it's surprising. (laughs) I know, but
0: I know. Um, The the thing that I can speak on is that pro wrestling mentality of tape it up, get out there and go, 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 right? And and that's evident everywhere, right? You can go to your local indie promotion, and and that's the case Uh, because guess what? You don't work. You don't get paid. Um, Sounds like me right now. Obamacare. Um, look, it's 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 a tough road. It's a it's a tough life. But you know Hiroshi Tanahashi always had that saying of what? Never rest. Never. I'm never tired or whatever.
1: Yeah, On yeah. This- he always t- t- talked about you know never uh, feeling burnt out. You know, always having this um un you know like energizer bunny uh, sort of energy.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, last year, let's be honest here. His his rest. He he rested. His name was Toru Yano, right? He rested. Those matches were him preparing himself and his body and, and quite frankly, probably mentally for the grind that is a New Japan Pro Wrestling Summer, right? This year, he did not have that opportunity. With the people that left this promotion and went on to WWE, he felt the need that he needed to continue on, and he did. There was no break. He went and went and went and went. And unfortunately, Fantasticomania Mania show, boom, the shoulder gets – I don't know if it was re-injured or more severely injured or a new fresh injury. But whatever the case may be, he got fucked up, taped it up, continued to go. Well, okay, eventually – here's the thing. Eventually, you're going to have to pay for those you – know, those, those things that you do to your body, eventually you have to go and pay for them, right? And here's one of those situations where he's got to pay a bar tab, right? He's got to pay a balance due. He needs the time off. It, and it's, I'm perfectly okay with missing, again, Dominion. It's an important show, sure. It's, But it's not as important as G1. G1 is more important.
1: Agreed. And let's be honest. After Fantastica Mania, he should have taken off until May he couldn't have. How,
0: I mean how could he? I
1: know. I, I, I know. It's 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 kind of um, you know, what would you call it? A uh catch twenty two, is that the Yeah,
0: maybe. Um or twenty three skidoo. I'm oh, I always get to his
1: confused. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a twenty three skidoo. I mean he couldn't have, but man, he He needed yeah. he needed to. He needed to, but he couldn't have. Okay, well let me ask you this. In
0: hindsight. In hindsight is always what, Colin? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Did he really need to? Was it really one hundred percent necessary for him to? Not he, in his he, mind. Okay, but well, <laughs> right in his mind, it, it was it was an absolute. He needed to do it. He's the face of the company. He's he's the star. He's the ace. And with two guys that were very important, he needed to continue on in his mind. But looking back on it, did he need to? Is it something that 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 you know? You know, he he tagged with Michael Elgin. He uh, had, had he had a match with with Bad Luck Fale, um, you know he was you know setting up stuff with Omega. W- was it necessary for him to be in the ring all this time?
1: No, I mean it's not like he was out there having you know one on one matches with Okada. Every night or right. anything like that, you know, like like you said, lots of tags. Um, work working with Follet, which is I, I'm I'm sure for him a night off.
0: No, I don't know. I think it's actually a, a, a struggle. Well, I, I think he that, is that's
1: a tough... that is a heavy load to uh, carry.
0: Yeah, but you I mean, know, just he... called bad luck. Faile a load. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean I'll t- it like that. I'm
1: telling him you said that. Um, hey, he look, was he was pushing people around at this uh, show earlier this morning. He was he was he was he a was bully. An- he was a, he was in a surly
0: mood. Yeah. Um, but no. He, but again, Tanahashi, it, it, there's there's your your pro wrestling mentality of I got to stick around and I have to be here um, to make sure that this gets sorted out. He didn't need to be. He, that's that would have been a perfect time to take off. And, and again, even with the tags, you're still bumping. Just even again, people always like to oh, Tanahashi at half speed. You know, in these tag matches, even Tanahashi at half speed. Trust me, that 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 shoulder, it ain't tickling. <laughs> it ain't tickling. Um, it, he he, she, he should have but he should have taken off. He really should have taken off. It wouldn't have mattered one iota. And again, hindsight being twenty twenty, it wouldn't have mattered one one iota with him taking off and, and resting up. But now you know, now he's going to do that. And and truth be told, Colin, I'm glad he's not in the ladder match. I'm glad he's not in the ladder match.
1: At this point, so am I. As much as I was looking forward to uh, seeing Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kenny Omega um, potentially, and I think the, the the potential was here potentially have a a classic ladder match. You know, at this point, obviously it's not worth it. You know, rest up, um, and God willing, we see him in the G1.
0: So what we're saying is, let's sacrifice the body of Michael Elgin. <laughs> Naturally. Which right. uh, is for our benefit of, of Hiroshi Tanaka. Now, uh, well, what do you think of this match now? So, what, I, mean, I mean, we don't want to give any previews or anything like that, but but I think we can kind of touch on what this means to this match. Where do you think this goes? Do you think it's going to be better? Do you think it's going to be worse? Do you think it's going to – like, how do you think this is going to work out?
1: I think it's going to be a match. Um, you know what? I, 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 I don't want really? to sound like I'm – shitting all over this um you know because i i like big mike i like kenny omega but i'm not excited for this now this is just it's just kind of there for me i mean you know atanahashi versus omega in a ladder match for the ic title that's you know on paper to me that is a main event caliber match but you know uh elgin and omega had a good match you know a very good match um what was it last month that they wrestled i believe
0: yeah a month or so ago yeah a yeah, m-
1: month or so ago um I-, I just don't have a whole lot of interest in a michael Elgin versus kenny omega ladder match no who knows maybe maybe this will be awesome but i don't know i just i just think you're going to see a lot of shenanigans a lot of young bucks interference and uh,
0: mm, i think you would have saw that either way
1: yeah you you know you're you're right that could be argued you would have seen that either way um I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. You know, who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll be a blow away contest. But right now, I, I'm kind of lukewarm towards the idea.
0: Yeah. Um, is it a step down for me from Tanahashi? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's, I think in everyone's mind. But here's the thing, too. And I know this for a fact. You take a guy like Michael Elgin, who always seems like he's got something to prove. You know, they're going to go out there and fucking tear down the house. Right. You know that you know that there are you, you know that Michael Elgin is thinking that there are schmoes like us with stupid microphones in front of our stupid faces saying stupid words about how well it's not going to be the same. Well, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi, you know, he
1: listens to this stuff. I don't know who you're describing, by the way. I'm but just describing anyway. me. <laughs> OK, <laughs> to fucking tea. I, I thought so. Not me, though.
0: No, of course not, Colin. Uh, but uh yeah, you know he's going to have something to prove because trust me, I'm, I'm sure he hears the, those whispers, those careless whispers that Wham would so eloquently sing about. Um, it's it's you know it's, he's got pride and he's going to want to have a great match. He's in, he's headlining, you know, a very important paid per view. Uh, I say pay-per-view, but a big event.
1: Yeah, he's in the uh, semi-main makes- event here at, at at probably in in my opinion. This is just my opinion; you might disagree. Their um, second biggest event of the year. Well, G1 climax final might qualify. Uh, Where would
0: you put Invasion Attack?
1: I put Invasion Attack behind Dominion, actually. Like really? a, 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 At least for me, last year's Dominion, when we were voting in the uh, event of the year in our uh, PuroCast Year End Awards, I, I really had to think about whether I wanted to give Wrestle Kingdom 9 or Dominion that number one spot. I enjoyed the hell out of Dominion last year. I thought it was awesome.
0: Right. but I enjoyed it, but I think in the pecking order, I think it's behind Invasion Attack. To me, it is. Okay. Isn't it? No. I mean, I mean, like I said, match quality-wise. But here's the thing: you could have like a, I mean, just to give you a shitty WWE analogy, you can you can have a a fantastic extreme rules, but in the pecking order, pay-per-views, it's below, you know, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, you know, from a calendar event.
1: Sure. Standpoint. But to to uh, to uh our Western eyes, I think that uh, a lot of us view Dominion as sort of like the SummerSlam of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And historically, SummerSlam has always been the second biggest show of the year, right?
0: Right. But I think I consider a Road 2 uh, <laughs> Dominion show to be the summer. <laughs> Those Road 2 shows are hot and heavy. They are. All right. All right. So uh, again, I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be an outstanding match. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and sell it short. I think Michael Elgin and and, and Kenny Omega can have a great match at a ladder. I wonder. Um, and this might be something that uh, you know I'll need to look for and investigate. But has Michael Elgin ever been in a ladder match?
1: You know what? I I, I want to say that the obvious answer is like yes. He he had to have been in like. Uh, ROH ladder wars or something like that, but I don't really know for sure. I can't say for There's one 100%. online.
0: There's something online here. Ladder match, Michael Elgin and Ethan Page versus Josh Alexander and Jake Um well my title tag. Jake Christ or Christ. Oh that's very loud. All right, <laughs> let's get out of here. You hear... all right, very good. A A W. So there was a ladder match that Michael Elgin was involved in. So Interesting. Um, that was in 2000. It was uploaded at least in 2014 to the uh, the site known as YouTube. Maybe you've heard of it.
1: I, uh, I know Daily Motion. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> you're not familiar with YouTube? No.
0: <laughs> it's pretty big. You should check it out. They have a lot of cool things on there. A lot of cat videos and such. Um, a lot of twerking and nay-naying and that kind of thing. Um, that's the only one I see, though. Um, And I just uh, All I did was Google Michael Elgin ladder match So that was the only one I have So there you go uh, This might be his second We might have to ask him Maybe I'll uh, send him a direct message What time is it in Tokyo right now? He wouldn't mind getting a text message at 4 o'clock in the morning What do you
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, sure, go for it I'm sure he won't be grumpy Oh no By being woken I'm- up by the vibration of his cellular telephone
0: Right, from stupid Damon Hey, you ever been on a ladder match before? <laughs> Big dumb Damon, a big fu- oh Christ! I'll i no, 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 never mind. I'll I, I listen with this I, I I would get the proverbial boots laid to me. Hey, asshole! You know what fucking time it is in Tokyo, jerk. Oh, All Lord. right, so well there you go.
1: Damon, look, we we have got a lot of pro wrestling to talk about here today. Um, we I want to get. I
0: not, we still got more to talk about. <laughs> All right, everyone,
1: and we, we'll see you next week. Thanks, thanks for listening. Follow us
0: and uh, like Sus- us. And-
1: yep, subscribe on iTunes, and uh, yeah, we'll God. see you next week. No, but uh, seriously, so we had this uh, uh, Best of the Super Juniors twenty three show from Corrick and Hall uh, this past Friday. Um, I don't think we're going to go over every single match on this no. card, but
0: nobody wants to hear our hot takes on. Uh, Yuji Nagata and uh, <laughs> Nakanishi and Tiger Mask and oh boy.
1: I mean look, if you if, if you want to talk about Tenzon Ricochet and Volador Jr. versus Ishii Beretta and Will Ospreay, if you want to wax poetically about that, but um it, it, due to the large quantity of wrestling that we have to talk about today, um, I think we're going to touch upon the most important stuff here in the show, which obviously are the A-block, best of the Super Junior matches here. And uh, it's worth noting that the uh, attendance figure that we have here for this Corrigan, for this Corrigan show is 1,502 spectators. Uh, call Damon. Dave. Call he, Dave. Yep. I know. Let's start. Let's start ringing those doom bells. And... It is eulogy. <laughs> the death
0: of New Japan Pro Wrestling occurred yep. on June third, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, we. I say it a thousand times. Every every year we go through the same song and fucking dance. It's the best of the Super Junior. It never sells out. It, it, only the finals. The finals will. Um. It, come on. It's it's every fucking year. I, we get it. It, yeah. Am I thrilled with 15 in a building that holds, you know, 21, you know, jam packed to the gills? No, of course not. But and it, it, it means nothing. It means zilcho. Relax. Oh, I hate that.
1: So we're going to talk about these A-Block matches and of course we're going to discuss the uh, Tanahashi uh, Omega storyline that got Elgin involved here. So uh, without further ado, the first A-Block match of the night was Kyle O'Reilly versus David Finley. And Damon, I gotta say, I enjoyed the hell out of this match. I think that this was probably uh, David Finley's best match of the tournament.
0: Love it! I thought it was fantastic. I I feel like the, that you could just like cut and splice. We we don't even need to do do a show. Just find like when we talk about Kyle O'Reilly and then edit in. It was great. It was fucking wonderful. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just because because I, I feel like it's, I say very similar things uh, about any type of Kyle O'Reilly match. Fantastic match. Very good. Uh, here's the problem though. When you get deeper into the tournament, is that you kind of can see the handwriting on the wall with wins and losses, right? So that does take a little bit of the match, you know, the, the, the steam a little bit early in the tournament, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Right. So, you know, we know that, you know, they, they love their, you know, right up until the end, anyone can win it type of booking. And, and trust me, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how ghetto does it. Like he, he must be like a mathematician and uh <laughs> because you know, there's a lot of scenarios that could occur with like tiebreakers and, and like to be able to map that shit out is really, I'm not gonna lie, because there are people online that are just waiting for a fuck up, right? They're just waiting for an error. Be like, no, technically he could win with a, you know, but it, you know, at the end of the day, he has this thing all sorted out. So while there are a million different scenarios, even going into like the final two nights that could occur, uh, well, maybe not a million, but a handful. Um, he, he has it all sorted out, so good
1: good for him. Love you know how him. he does it, Damon? I don't know. He's the complete package. that's how he does it.
0: Listen, I'm uh, not going to lie. and here's the thing too. I got the boots laid to me a little bit, not not necessarily online, but from people who listen to the show, which who, I
1: was happy about.
0: Well, listen, you love it. Any time I get I get smacked around, you're right there. You needed to be the you
1: need to be called out on your bullshit sometimes. I'm sorry. Well I listen I don't know if, I don't know if bullshit's the right word. It's just my opinion, right? It's wrong ha. though.
0: Again, is he a world beater? No, but all right. Listen, I was a little off base with the ghetto stuff. I was a little off base with the ghetto. stuff.
1: Guy's a pro, a consummate
0: right, professional. Absolutely, he's a pro. And again, I never said that he was shit. I was just like, well, okay, so everybody really loves to stroke the fucking chain of how underrated and great and what a you know a worker he is and all that. And you know, there are times where it's it's is very basic stuff. But again, maybe it was the mood that I was in. But you know, even that basic stuff is is just super solid. And and I will say this. He does the most with doing the least. He yes. is the one guy who does the fucking most with doing the least. Absolutely.
1: But uh, in regards to this Kyle O'Reilly versus David Finley match, there was a point in this match where uh, O'Reilly had Finley. He, he had a sharpshooter cinched in, actually. And I thought that that was the, the end of the match, quite frankly. But Finley actually breaking the sharpshooter... Um, and you know what Finley is getting really good at? One of my favorite spots is where he he does this beautiful deadlift German suplex. That's that, that's almost become one of his signature spots now, and I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I thought this match was great. I, you just you just knew what the finish was going to be. You knew Finley wasn't going to get a win here. Um, this was a slam dunk. Kyle O'Reilly wins, which took a little bit out of it, but again, just taking the match as a, as. A, uh, it, what it was. Um, is it something that I'm going to go back and watch? Probably not, but... Probably not, probably not, but it was, I think, for what it was, it, it helped connect the bridge to where it needed to go. It was a good match. It was fine.
1: Yeah, so in, in, in the finish, uh, O'Reilly stomps a mud hole and Finley <laughs> locks in a triangle choke, and there you go. There's your match, and that clocked in at 9 minutes, 58 seconds, so what, yes. Oh, yeah,
0: got a stopwatch? What do you got over there? What do
1: you got <laughs> hey,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no do you know the the Green Lantern guy? The, when I say the Green Lantern guy, The Green guy, he's,
1: Lantern like like the so Green Lantern?
0: Not, no, he's certainly not. Uh, I forget his name, but he's in he's at all the uh, like if you watch Ring of Honor shows, he, he's always wearing that fucking Green Lantern jersey.
1: I you know what I, I have I don't know what you're talking about. I'll be honest. Really?
0: Okay. Well, he was pretty notorious for sitting there with a stopwatch and a notepad, timing matches like live, and I was just like. Ugh.
1: I think that Dave does that actually.
0: Dave does that, but Dave can
1: Dave. I don't know. He's
0: special. He is special? He's a special case. He's 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 a pros pro. All right. Let's move on.
1: Alright, the uh next Best of the Super Juniors match here was Rocky Romero versus Ghetto. Now, we had one of our listeners on Twitter compare this to like an Abbott and Costello routine with uh him and uh Romero and Ghetto and Beretta, but I think you really Hit the nail on the head. Was as I something... always do, Colin. <laughs> yes, as you always do. you call it my bullshit. But, yeah, okay, well, but this, this wasn't bullshit. You, you, you tweeted out that this was like a, a midget wrestling match without the midgets. And after it, I read that, I, I, I stopped, and I thought about it for a second, and I'm like, yeah, son of a bitch, he's right. Yeah. He's was, right, that's
0: what this was. It, yeah, it was fucking Sky Low and uh, what? <laughs> Little, Little Beaver. <laughs> right, Little Beaver. is my favorite. Yeah, I mean... You, you do love the little beavers, don't you? <laughs> I do. ah, <laughs> uh, you pervert, you. Um, look, it, it, this had every spot from a midget pro wrestling match uh, or a small person's, as I like to be called now, Colin, in case you want to be politically correct.
1: That is the preferred nomenclature.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, here's another thing, too. You don't really see them anymore. When was the last time you saw a good midget match, or any midget match?
1: No, and he, you know who talks about that a lot, actually? Uh, the legendary Brett the Hitman Hart apparently has this, like... <laughs> really? Yeah, he, he loved... It. Man, if you ever hear him talk about the midget wrestlers, he yeah? just goes off on how great they were and how entertaining... Yeah. Oh, they certainly were entertaining back in the day. I mean, they, the, the kids loved them. Uh, you could always,
0: as Vince McMahon had, a good belly laugh... Uh, with with them when the midgets were in town. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh, I, I owe you one, pal.
0: <laughs> Go hang out with the headbanger.
1: That's my Vince McMahon impression.
0: It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Thanks. Um, so he, uh, yeah, it, this, 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 the only thing that was missing from this was the, um, you know, the midget spot where it's, uh, they do the kick out and it lands on top of the referee and the referee catches him and then throws him back on top of him and then he kicks out and throws him back and the referee catches him. You know, you know that spot. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's the only thing that was missing from this. Um, it was, fu- like, I had somebody text me and was like, I don't like comedy. Uh, but I was pissing my pants laughing at this fucking match. Um, I don't know if I was pissing my pants laughing. I got a chuckle. It was okay. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the comedy. You know me. Um, but, okay, it was, you know, it was a midget match without the midgets. I'll stop saying it over and over again.
1: All right, so for the finish of this match, we saw Ghetto go for a Rainmaker, but uh, Romero evaded it, hits two high knees, and I uh, guess the pinfall. So, yeah, fun little uh, fun little comedy match there from Ghetto and Rocky Romero. Look, and, I like uh, – I'm sorry,
0: not to cut you off because no, I ahead. do it all the time. The best fucking part of that match, though, was Ghetto, and then the camera pans out, the hard <laughs> camera, yeah. the Rainmaker thing. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. I, I did like that a lot. Okay. All right.
1: And then after the match was over, uh, Romero gets on the mic and, and announces that they're selling merchandise uh, <laughs> during intermission. So go, go, go get your Rapongi Vice merch. I like I will that. say
0: this. During this whole tournament, I, I did a lot of uh, binge watching during this tournament. So uh, And binge
1: drinking, apparently.
0: I, I did. I just, oh, dude, let me tell you something. This drink, fantastic. It, so it's peanut butter-infused bourbon. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! The ba- the drink is called with a baseball bat. That's what they named it, um, and I get it every fucking time. It is my favorite drink in the world. It is it is a man's drink. It's gonna put a little hair on your chest, uh, but it is peanut butter infused, and it doesn't taste like you're fucking eating a a jar Jif, right? <laughs> or Skippy, if you will.
1: Well, I, I only buy the organic peanut butter.
0: I don't see. I don't like that. Really? I don't like it no so you don't, don't
1: like you, you don't like to have to stir the the no, oil exactly.
0: right that's yeah. gross yeah cuz you're lazy fucking... i am lazy but I got nothing <laughs> to do with it i don't I, I want my peanut butter already there i don't want to stir that that film that that comes that. what is that?
1: that that's like fats it's isn't just, it that's just a natural oil and 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 yes peanut butter yeah. is full of healthy fats in case you didn't know
0: ugh uh, no i'll give you some healthy oils and you're fucking <laughs> what not mean?
1: No, there's no need for that, Dan. Please, <laughs> no, was, this is a family program. Like, I was going to give you some olive oil.
0: Oh, I got okay. some great olive oil. Let me tell you something. Um, I got a, it's like a, uh, an infused olive oil. I, lot of, I'm doing a lot of infusing this weekend. <laughs>
1: yeah, I apparently.
0: Birth, everything. Like, I can't just eat anything regular. I have to have it infused with something else. I have to have a pizza infused with a cheesesteak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that exists somewhere, by the yeah. way. We do live I, in America.
0: Yeah, I need a salad infused with a cheeseburger. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it like has like all these basil and spice. It was really it's fucking great. Anyway, um, where were we?
1: All right, so this is all leading up to this uh, Tanahashi segment. You know what is striking to me about uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is
0: as soon how as ta- you how good of a dresser he is.
1: Well, that yeah. that and, and 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 of course his his highly developed pectoral region. Mm. But as soon as you hear that music hit you just you just know that a fucking star is coming out and even you know him coming out you know we- wearing like a a suit jacket and a t-shirt this this, this guy is just a, a a star in every sense of the word so he comes out gets on the mic and uh says that he is no longer going to be able to compete at the Dominion show And then who comes out but none other than the cleaner, Kenny Omega, and uh, grabs the mic from Tanahashi, and he he says that he can't understand Japanese, which we all know is total bullshit. Kenny Omega speaks fluent Japanese, but that is part of the gimmick, you know. uh, He says he can't understand Japanese, and Tanahashi can't understand English, which of course we know, both of us know that he can. And uh, he goes on a tangent, but then Tanahashi grabs the mic from him, and he just yells, Shut up! which I thought was pretty amazing, yeah uh omega then uh kicks him, you know, tanahashi goes down uh there it looks like there's gonna be a a big bullet club uh gang beating on tanahashi <laughs>
0: gang beating good thank <laughs> god we, we clarified that, <laughs> that oh a, lord, that would have been an awkward show that's for sure
1: <laughs> some of my some of my word choices on this program uh but then of course uh we had uh Kojima and Elgin and Yoshitatsu and Captain New Japan come out, make the save.
0: Thank God for Captain New Japan
1: coming out. Boy, <laughs> yes, I, I know they like would have I'm, they would have been fucked if he didn't come out.
0: I gotta be honest with you. If I'm ever you know physically accosted by a, a bunch of thugs, the last person I want coming out is Captain New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, I am fucked. Great.
1: Hey, hey, he's he's been having some pretty good showings. He's uh, had shit showings. <laughs> no it. He, he had some near falls there, Damon, against Omega. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. But but then we see uh, Elgin do a diving senton over the ropes, which was pretty cool, uh, which leads us to our next match here, which was Kojima, Elgin, Yoshitatsu, Captain New Japan versus Omega, Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. Um, I feel like we've seen this match uh, wow you know, countless number of times. Uh, Elgin picks up the win for his team with the revolution Elgin bomb on uh, Mr. Chase Owens. And then Elgin brings out the ladder. And by the way, this is, I I really hope that this isn't the ladder that they're going to use for their match at the minion. Little tiny. Yeah. It it looks like one of those like shitty uh, hardware store, home improvement ladders that like, like like if i was going to paint the walls of my apartment here like i would have one of those ladders like with like a paint roller like it, it looks like such a such a carpenter's home improvement uh tim the toolman taylor ladder
0: well listen that's like you know that ladder is like the Amer- american equivalent you know of a, of a 7 foot tall ladder you know you know big ladders in japan i guess i i,
1: I want the Sean razor ladder for this do- dominion match
0: yeah, you want the you want the ma- you want a you want a uh, you want a scaffold match, it sounds like. <laughs> yes. You want a falling off of roofs and shit. Okay. Um, we all know what this was for. This was for Michael Elgin to, you know, become Superman and and kick everyone's ass and you know, build up for this, you know, big moment um for for the latter match you gotta you gotta make him strong and I think they did a decent job of doing that
1: yep yep so big Mike lays out the challenge and Omega gets on the mic and he says that this title needs a new challenger and basically says that uh, Michael Elgin has done nothing to deserve another uh, title shot and, pretty true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty true. And he says that he's gonna have to do a lot more to earn a a title shot against him, which I can only assume means beating all of these uh, C list Bullet Club members. I think that's that's gonna be how he earns the title shot.
0: Yeah, uh, either that or just causing havoc in uh, another one of these six man tags that we. Uh, Colin, I'm watching this match, and I kid you not, I I had to stop it because I'm like, am I watching the right show? Like for whatever reason, I was like, I'm like, I, I think I'm watching a different show, like I'm, an earlier show, and I should be I've se- I feel like I've seen all these mixed tag matches, the, not mixed tag, but all these like ten man tags and six man tags and eight man tags. L- literally, they have been the exact same matches. It's it's really comically amazing how they all very much felt exactly the same. This is a perfect example of that.
1: Yeah, we we we've seen so many different variants of these matches that they just all run together and I'm with you. Like I you it's very easy to get confused and think that you're watching an older show on NJPW World. But uh getting back to this angle here though, uh Omega says the title needs a new challenger, Big Mike's going to have to earn it and then he says uh goodbye and good night. And then he hands the microphone to this cute girl sitting in the audience. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it,
0: uh, yeah, it did what it had to do. You know, let's get Michael Elgin Overstrong. That's 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 my takeaway from it. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right, so the next A block match here in our best of the Super Juniors tournament was Ryusuke Taguchi versus Bushi. Now, Damon, I have a lot to uh, say about this match, but let's get the entrances out of the way first. So, you know, Ibushi makes his entrance, then Taguchi's music hits, and he comes out in a sparkly green suit with the Los Ingobernables uh, Skeletor mask on.
0: Yeah, I like this. I love this. I think Raisuke Taguchi has had arguably the best tournament Um from where he was to what he was able to accomplish in this tournament, I, I the goofiness worked. Like the goofiness, him you know, busting the balls of Bushi with uh, the the Los Ingobernables mask, and then as you'll see, as Colin will, will so eloquently describe, uh, the other ball busting of Bushi. I loved it. I thought it was. I, I, I this is the Taguchi I love. This is the the, the I would love to see you know, throughout the calendar year. Um, It doesn't look like that's going to happen. It looks like he'll fall back on his ass-based offense. But for me, he's been an absolute pleasure this tournament.
1: Absolutely. He has been one of the standout performers. You know, if we were to take a vote on who is the MVP of this tournament, I think that Taguchi would rank pretty high for a lot of listeners.
0: I mean, he's still in it. You know, as of this, you know, recording, he's still technically in it. Um, it's pretty amazing. You know, nobody, I don't think there's anybody that, that thought he would have this kind of tournament. And, and again, the match quality and, and his performance and his effort, it's all been there. He's, he's hit the ball out of the park this, this, this tournament.
1: Absolutely. So Taguchi takes off the Los Ingober no place match mask, and, uh, he has green lips and he also has his nails done up. In yellow, you know, right. to 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 mimic Bushi, right. and a little ball busting, right? Yeah, yeah. So so the match starts, and Taguchi even does Bushi's little, you know, pose where he kind of, you know, is lying face down, you know, with his his uh, his chin on his on his shoulders. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Chin his hands. Yep, yep, yep. So he's lying like on his stomach with his propping his you know face up with his hands. Yep. Right.
1: Now, okay. Here is my problem with this match, and this goes back to the. uh uh, now infamous Will Ospreay versus Ricochet match, which we talked about last week, which you know has seemingly set the entire pro wrestling world on fire. You know, it
0: has. You see the mainstream press that thing's gotten, Colin.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm reading articles on Fox Sports and ESPN. ESPN,
0: Sports Center. yes, featured on Sports Center. That uh, that is amazing. It is pretty amazing. I mean, it's gotten the most views, um, of of just about to me to me it's 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 the most famous new japan match at this point i would have to agree with you i mean I, there's no other match in in the history of new japan pro wrestling that i think has gotten the, as as much mainstream press here in the states than that match i mean deadspin I, again it was featured on espn sports center right i mean that's that's never happened before ever a new japan match let alone you know, a lot of pro wrestling, but, um,
1: and, and this just goes to show you what a crazy year this, this has been. Like, would at, at the beginning of this year, when you know, when the ball dropped in 2016, it came if I would have told you that a new Japan pro wrestling match from Quark Hall was going to be featured on ESPN, you would have told me I was out of my fucking mind. Yeah.
0: I mean, sir, I would have I absolutely
1: those those that probably would have been
0: the words I chose yeah, the exact <laughs> wording. Yeah, it would have been a sigh. <sighs> You're out of your fucking mind. Yep. It would, that's exactly what it would have been. Um, yeah, this match. I mean, I I know I'm, I'm derailing your, your original point here and, and we'll come back to it. Um, but but that Osprey and Ricochet match, I sat at that 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 uh, cocktail lounge last night and I showed the ladies that I was with. Um my wife included, that's not, you know, uh, that match. And I, ju- I just showed them, like, the first two minutes, you know, the, lo- the, the lockup and then that the, the infamous gif section of that match. And they were blown away. They were blown away. They were blown away by their handsomeness, and they were also blown away by what they were saying. Now, again, some of them were like, oh, this is almost like a choreographed dance.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is what, what a lot of people, you know, a lot of non-pro wrestling uh, fans that I've shown this to have said.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's, it, listen, again, it's, it's, that match went everywhere. That, as the kids like to say, Colin, it went viral. It went viral. Yeah. Um, they, uh, and, and then New Japan did a really great job and capitalized on it and put that match, they put that match on their YouTube page. Yep. For, for free. Yep. Smart as fucking hell. Excellent job, New Japan. That's exactly what he, they should have done. They mm-hmm. capitalized on it um, to, to, to get the buzz out. So maybe, just maybe a handful of other people will see that match and be like, "Oh, let me see what else they got." I like pro wrestling, and maybe they just can't get into New Japan, but they see this and they're like, "Oh, wow! Okay, here's a, here's a new avenue I can explore." Uh, I don't think you're you're going to get like the, the person who you know follows Tiger Woods and NASCAR, you know, to jump on board. But you know, if you're a casual wrestling fan and you might hear a little bit of buzz about this match and you see it on ESPN or you see it for free on YouTube. It's gonna help. Good job, New Japan. All right, so this is your original point, Bushi uh, Taguchi. You were, you were, you were,
1: you had a little steam
0: coming out of your ears.
1: I did, but you know what? I just wanted to make one other quick okay. point no, while no. we were on this uh, sh- subject of Osprey and Ricochet. Yeah, uh, there's a guy that I work with in the in build in my uh, in the building that I work with, and uh, he's he's just a you know a casual pro wrestling fan. Mainly watches WWE. You know, watches all the pay per views. Subscribes to the network. And I told him that he needs to see this match that happened in, in Japan, you know, and I told him that it's Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. So he looks it up and he watches the match and I get a message from him saying, I, why do I even watch WWE? I, <laughs> he was, he, he, here's a guy who, who, you know, um, has, never seen this style of pro wrestling in his life you know and and there's there's just one of many examples that i'm sure our listeners can cite of you know mainstream western pro wrestling fans seeing something like this and it's it's revolutionary for them they've their eyes have never seen you know uh, what went down in this match before? So yeah, I think
0: I think you're exactly right when you say it's a revolutionary match. It's one of those matches that I think is going to kind of it's kind of like a, 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 a an annotation in time of you know in the, it's an important match I think in the in the and again I'm using that word that I hate but I'm using it anyway that evolution of pro wrestling right it's one of those touchstone moments I really feel that that especially for New Japan like you're going to see this match. You know, I don't want to in, in video packages and 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 as a marketing tool for New Japan. They would be stupid not to, right? To use this match if they're trying to hit a target audience, uh, AKA us, right? And the people who listen to this podcast uh, to not use that to remind people of this match. I, th- this would be front and center. This would be front and center uh, if I'm marketing New Japan.
1: The only negative thing that I can see coming out of this match, and not, not negative for the performers involved, but negative for us, the fans of this product, is that, I don't know if you know this, but there, there, there's a certain uh, American company that's going to be having this, this brand split of sorts, and they're going to be going after a lot of uh, this type of talent to uh, fill their developmental territory up. So I am sure that they that they have uh, that they're privy to this match and uh, have these two gentlemen on their uh, immediate radars.
0: You think Vince's pants were down? Oh, you I think he was. You think he was jacking <laughs> it a little
1: bit to this match? I mean, weren't you? I mean, yeah. Well,
0: listen, uh, yeah. Uh, but look, yeah. I mean, we know we know that there are a lot of contracts that are you know and it's not like we know and you know, nobody else does, everybody knows, that there are a lot of contracts that are up in Ring of Honor. There are a lot of uh, names that uh, are need to be re-signed and re-signed quickly. Um, uh, there's a lot of guys, you know, again, I don't know what Osprey's situation, I believe it's a two-year deal that he signed, so I don't know what that limits him in... in you know, obviously it would limit him to going to WWE. But again, I, have I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it again. Ricochet is one of those guys that, you know, it's, it, it there's no deal, you know, there's no, there, I don't From my understanding, there's nothing signed, sealed and delivered. And, and from every whisper I've heard that, you know, the summertime is when, you know, after this tournament was when, you know, that th- that might be a possibility. So who knows, but yep. Um,
1: yep. Th- pure speculation on, on our part. Yeah.
0: You know, we do that a lot. Um, it's uh it's telling though it's telling i i i guess uh you know uncle uncle paul and vince <laughs> may may have watched SportsCenter center once or twice and saw the flippy do
1: yep but uh back to my original point finally with this taguchi versus bushi match yes we're waiting you know, waiting for days for this people people talk about you know all these old veterans like big van vader talking about how Osprey versus Ricochet, you know, expose the business with their with their gymnastics and their acrobatics. I'm sorry, but some of the shit that happened in this Taguchi versus Bushi match exposes the business far more than anything, anything in that match. And I'll just give you you one basic example here: that spot where Bushi has uh, Taguchi's legs between the ring post, and he looks like he's pulling with all of his might. Damon, you could show that to anybody, and you know that if you if you actually did that to somebody, their their testicles would bust. Well,
0: like, I mean, they did that with Jerry Lawler, right? You remember the, the, the I don't know if you do or you don't, but the, the famous uh, Memphis angle with Austin Idol and Tommy Rich uh, in the cage match. Uh, they, you know, the story was, I think it was Lawler was getting a vasectomy, and so he needed to take time off. And they knew he was going to be in the hospital, uh, and and you know it would get out that he's in the hospital. So they did that angle where they ram shot his nuts into the into the into the ring post um, to kind of tell the story of, you know, he's getting a vasectomy. So it made sense for him to have an operation on his balls. Right? I
1: never saw that one actually. Oh my god, Colin!
0: It's it's it's, it's, it's Paulie dangerously, um, Tommy Rich and Austin Idol, um, and, and,
1: and this was from Memphis.
0: From Memphis, '80s. Um, you gotta, you gotta watch that shit. It is f- that that Tommy Rich. So it was Austin Idol against um Jerry Lawler. Um, if if the, the stipulation was if Austin, uh, Austin Idol lost, he was to pay back the everybody. He would give back everybody's money, right? He was going to give back everybody's money that came to the show. If Lawler lost, um, he was going to get his head shaped, right? Which never happened before. So it was, you know, if you look at it logically, you're, it's pro wrestling. You're not giving any fucking money back. Right? But how they did it was um, it was a cage match. And uh, Tommy Rich was under the ring the entire show. He was under the ring. So he's taking a piss under the ring. He's He's got food under you know under the ring with him. So the cage comes down. Boom, boom, boom. And then Tommy Rich comes out from underneath the ring. And they beat the shit out of Jerry Lawler. Austin Idol wins the match. blah
1: I did not expect a uh, Memphis review on today's <laughs> podcast, but 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 thank you for that. But the point I'm trying to make here is that if you show this spot to any layman, you know, you show Bushy just grabbing Taguchi's legs and pulling as hard as he can with his crotch between the ring post, you you know. Obviously, that would cause some permanent uh, genital damage to someone. Now, let me ask you this: What exposes the business, uh, quote unquote, more in your mind? You know, ricochet and Will Osprey doing some flips are like stuff like that, where you know that you know the person obviously would not recover from.
0: I mean, one, I, I don't worry about the exposing the business stuff. To me, I mean, that's... I'm just using
1: that as a right, term okay. that people throw around. I'm not.
0: Right, 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 right. Two. No, I mean that. I gotta be honest with you. If you, if you want my honest opinion, that spot doesn't bother me at all. It didn't it really does because you've seen it a thousand times. Well, yeah,
1: no, that's the thing. This the spot itself didn't bother me because, like you said, you've seen it a thousand times. But like, I don't know. It just seems to me like this. Well, what,
0: about a, what about a pile driver?
1: This is a lot more, you know, phony looking than the stuff that osprey and ricochet did really yeah oh, because I, be, because no, you think, know you you, you 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 know yeah. that no one could actually do that and well they could do it in real life but the person that it was done to would never be the same they'd they they'd, they'd, they'd be a uh, singing soprano yeah but you could do that i can name you a thousand moves where that you could say that
0: that's that's pro wrestling right
1: all i'm saying is vader should have been there to bitch about this
0: <laughs> but that honestly, that's I think I think that's that's a, a, a strange hill to die on for you, because, again, I, I you, you could take deadlier moves. I mean, you know, shit from the top rope, like a fucking bend, like and again, I'm terrible with, with names of moves, but the 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 reverse hurricane rana that turns into a spike, you know, pile driver thing, you know, that to me. You know, or like the apron spots. You know, those apron spots where it's like a Benadriller, You know, um, you know, those are more dangerous looking. And like, how the fuck can you get up from that? Um, than than the ball shot. You know, to me, the ball shot one is because here's the thing with the ball. But again, you've seen. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm fine with it, Colin. I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna.
1: No, I'm fine with it too, but all I'm saying is to me that kind of stuff is more phony than the flippy do stuff. That's all. That's that, that that's the point I'm trying to make here.
0: I don't know. I I don't I, help help me with it cuz I, I don't see the point. I I I, I cuz I really do. I don't I I'm at the point where I don't understand your point. My <laughs> I really don't. Like you're saying that the ball shot, right? The the The, the ball po- shot the is something that
1: y- Okay, Damon, if you if you and I were in a wrestling ring, all yes. right? And, yes. and 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 I grabbed your legs. Yes. And I put it between the ring post. Right. And I just pulled back as hard as I could and I was doing that for like 60 seconds. right. You would probably never be the same after that. Right. But you could say the same thing if you took my head and rammed it into the post.
0: I would be concussed. Right. right. Okay. So so the, those post shots expose the business I don't in a roundabout
1: that. way. What I'm trying to all all I'm trying to say is don't uh, don't mess with a man's balls. Is that <laughs> yeah, what you're trying to say? There you go. Don't. Is, is that really it? Is that really? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. What I'm trying to say is that to me, just in my opinion, uh-huh. that stuff, it you know that that's the kind of stuff that screams this is a work more so than Ricochet and Osprey doing some flips. That's all.
0: Okay. I am going to we're going to agree to disagree. That's fine. Hey, we nah, do that a lot. We do do that a lot. But um yeah. Uh, nah. All right, move on.
1: Okay, so just to kind of uh give give you the finish for this match. Uh Taguchi goes for his finisher, Bushi reverses it. Uh Red Shoes eventually gets knocked out of the ring, which at that point Bushi sprays Black Mist in the face of Taguchi. Hits a code breaker off the top rope for the win. Now, when Red Shoes got back in the ring, did he think that like Teguchi's pen burst or something, and that's why his face was just covered in black ink? Uh,
0: I'm 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 past the point of bitching and moaning about the mist at this point because it is ridiculously
1: silly. I want Vader to be tweeting about this <laughs> and, and 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 bitching about this. Uh, you
0: know what? If you would if you would have told me about the mist, I would have been all I would have been fucking waving your flag. I, I would have been right there with you. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw that, and it, it and and he's he's literally right on the same side as as the fallen um, mistaking Toguchi. Um and he's, he even has it on his face when he's arguing after, like he's all mad about losing. Um, to Red is like,
1: I, I don't know I, what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like I, I didn't see it happen, so I can't call it. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, like uh, whatever. I'm not gonna bitch him out about that.
1: All right, so the main event of uh, this show. The final A block match of the night, Kushida versus Matt Seidel and a match that I thought was just phenomenal. These two guys. I'm, I'm going to make another controversial statement here. You got a lot of them today, and buddy. I, hey, I th- this show has been on my mind for a while. Matt Seidel exposes the business. <laughs> no, oh. no, that is not where I was going, actually. Okay. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, Kushida and Matt Seidel. Are far more seasoned and far more mature as pro wrestlers than Ricochet and Will Osprey are, and you know, to, to my eyes, this match, this Kushida versus Matt seidel match, was better than that match as a pro wrestling match. Okay, uh, I yeah, love I, this match.
0: I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought I thought it was very good. Um. I don't think it was the best match of the fucking tournament. I don't think it. I, is it in your top three?
1: Yeah, I think this. Yeah. I'm gonna put this in my top three. I thought it was great. I'm gonna
0: put it in my top five. I don't know if I go top three. Um, I I did enjoy it. I I I felt like it was missing something. I and I, and I don't know if it was the crowd had trouble getting into it. I don't know if it was. Um, uh, uh, I can't say the style. I like both guys. Um, and again, I, I don't want to make it sound like I hated it. I don't want to make it sound like that it disappointed me in any way. I don't want to make it sound like that um, it, you know, it wasn't a great match. I thought it was. a will I'll go so far as to say it was a great match. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I mean, give me give me help with with some stars. You want to throw some stars at me?
1: I'm going to give this one four and a half stars.
0: Okay,
1: I'm going to go a little bit lower than that. A smidge four lower and than a quarter. That. <laughs> you want to do four and a quarter?
0: I don't want to four. A- I hate quarters. Uh, I, I, c- because to me, there's there there is certain levels of four, four and a half, five. Um, do I give it four? Yeah, I you have give it
1: to it. give this four. Come on,
0: Oh, come on! I don't have to do anything. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think I think um, uh, I I would be I would feel good about myself with a four. I think a four is is where this mismatch sets. If you're going, if I'm going gut right after watching, I'm going four. I think it's four.
1: See to me, this match just had the perfect blend of that junior heavyweight um, uh, aerial style of wrestling and just the, you know the the hard hitting strikes. Uh, uh
0: you want to go? You want to go? With the gimmick we pulled last week? Better than. Better than Toguchi.
1: Kushida. Yeah, I thought that this was better than Toguchi Kushida. Wow, and you love that? Match. Yeah, I did love that. Uh, Damon, I'm telling you this. I have enjoyed some of these best of the Super Junior matches just as much as a lot of G One Climax matches.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. I, I I love it. I mean, here's the thing: this is your style. You really like this
1: style. I I am. Well, hey, that was my first introduction to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling ninety four Super J Cup. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, so again, if that, if it beats. Kushida Taguchi, which was what was your match of the tournament to date. So this is your match of the tournament, right?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I'm gonna say Kushida versus Matt Seidel. Okay.
0: Wow. All right. And
1: and and again, I think that, you know, in the in the uh pecking order of the like uh high flyers in New Japan pro wrestling, I think that like in a lot of people's a lot in a lot of people's minds, Matt Seidel is like number three behind Ricochet and uh Will Ospreay, but as far as a Complete wrestler, you know, uh, you know, with seasoning and maturity. I, I think Matt Seidel's the best out of the three of them. I
0: listen. I don't think it, I, don't, I don't. I don't. You're that's fine. I, I think that argument holds a lot of water uh, and uh, and holds a lot of weight. I, I don't have any problem with that. Um, and again, Matt Sydal's been around the block a, a little bit longer, and and uh, you know, he has that seasoning, as you like to call it. Uh, no, I don't think anybody's going to, you know, right now. And I and I say this flavor of the month um is is Will Osprey. right? Uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but that's who's got the buzz. And before that it was Ricochet. Um no, I think Matt Saidel's a fucking tremendous worker. Tremendous matches. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think this is a solid four-star match. Um the, the big news coming out of that though was uh again to Gucci, uh Bushi needed that win, right? Right. Bushi Bushy picked up picked to up some big points, right? Taguchi with the loss, kind of, kind of, it hurt him. Uh, Kushida getting the big win, right, and Seidel, um that, that it gives them tied. They were tied going into that that next night. So uh, that that's the big takeaways from that.
1: By the way, the finish of this match just made me gasp because Kushida locks in the the hoverboard lock. And he takes Seidel's wrist and his fingers and it just looks like he bends it back. And stuff like that, seeing stuff like that always freaks me out because I'm a guitar player. So this kind of reminded me of uh, that AJ-Suzuki match where you know there was a lot of finger bending and manipulation in that match. That- I thought I thought you were going to say something completely different. <laughs> with the finger, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> boy, we're having a lot of uh, bending. You meant bending? Oh, oh, yeah, bending. Yes, that wrong. is right. what I said. Right. No, but stuff like that just just makes me cringe and really freaks me out. And at that point, I was just like, "Oh man!" And yeah. yeah, I thought I thought I thought it was a great finish. Just great, stellar main event to uh, close out the evening at Corrigan.
0: Agreed, agreed. I thought it was very good.
1: All right, so next we are moving on to the show that took place earlier this morning. Uh, this was live from uh, Gunma, and it had one thousand four hundred and eight spectators in the audience. Shut, shut it down. New Japan's closed yep. up. I, 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 Brian Alvarez, should be writing the, the the death of New Japan Pro Wrestling book <laughs> right now.
0: Right about now, typing away.
1: All right, so uh Damon, what did you think of um you know b- both of these were fun shows, but uh if you had to compare uh, both nights, which is which I did you like the better? And better? Definitely yeah. the Quirkin' show better. I'm with you.
0: Um this show was th- these people were, were were quiet for a lot of this stuff. Um the uh Will Osprey or not Will Osprey, the uh, Bobby Fish uh, chase Owens match. My God, you could have heard Crick It it was just silent. Um, that was tough to get through. Um, I, I, I I liked bits and pieces of, of this, this show, this, this, uh, one on Sunday, but I definitely take Corkin over this one. The only, the only thing that I do like about this, this show is like the, the, you know, things start falling into place a little bit more, right. With wins with, with, you know, um, people being eliminated, um, you know, th- 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 this match had a lot more. Impl- What's the word I'm looking for? Implican implications. <laughs> That's the word. There looking- you go. Thanks, buddy. English is my second language. I didn't know if you know that. Yeah. Your
1: first is mongoloid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! Listen, go go expose the business. Will you please? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think there were a lot of. Uh, uh, important matches that help tell a story of who's going to the finals and, and winning this tournament. So uh, let's jump right on in, Colin. Why don't we?
1: You know, you know what my issue was with this show more more than anything, actually.
0: The the exposing of the business.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> well yes, the, the the exposing of the. Bi- I feel like we've used that phrase like fifty I'm, times now. I'm I'm, I'm I'm
0: using it forever, like literally everything. <laughs> Come, you're gonna use it. that for
1: like for for things that like work in, yeah. in the office, like. Yeah.
0: I'll be like, we can't do that optimization on that (laughs) (laughs) webpage. It exposes the business. It
1: exposes the search business. (laughs) No, but seriously, here's my issue with this this show. It was the match order because, I'll be honest with you, after the Ricochet versus Volador Jr. match, which, by the way, I thought was a great Lucha style match, Mm -hmm. I was kind of finished with this show. I was done. And then I realized, oh shit, we've got two more matches and not 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 just two more matches but two more multi-man tag matches that we've seen like about 50 times uh before and i don't know i honestly i think that ricochet versus volador jr was more than uh good enough to close out this show i would have put these final two tag matches um i would have put uh one of them Uh, right before the intermission and then maybe uh, made the other one start out the next half of the show. I would not have had these two close out this best of the super juniors show. I mean, call me crazy, but I think that your best of the super juniors show should be, you know, headlined by a best of the super juniors tournament match. But what do I know? I I
0: tend to agree. Um, After that, you know, ricochet volador junior match i was actually disappointed that i had to fight my way through two more of these goddamn multi-man tag matches yeah i'm sick of them oh for fuck's sake if i ever see these matches again and i will i'm sure uh tomorrow um it's yeah it it was very disappointing to know that 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 we had two more of these matches to to fight our way through yes i'm in full agreement with you
1: all right, so the first uh, B block match of the night was Tiger Mask versus Beretta, and what did Tiger Mask do to piss off Beretta here, man? Beretta <laughs> was just in total heel mode, using some some salty language, th- you know, throughout with a lot of mfers and a lot, you know, just really uh, taking advantage of uh, the legendary Tiger Mask's good nature here. Uh, yes. but I do think that this was a good match. Uh, we saw some cool stuff here. Uh, Beretta always does that nice uh, tope suicida, as they say. Um, I like the spot where uh, Beretta was going to suplex Tiger Mask off of the barricade, but then uh, he countered and did a did a cross body to the outside. Um, yeah, there, 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 there was good stuff in this match. Really? I didn't think this match was anything special.
0: Um, it was okay. I,
1: uh, I'm not saying it was great, but
0: I don't. I, I would say it was. Bull, you know, I'm. You know, I, I hate throwing stars. I'm not throwing stars. I didn't think it was that great. Um, I thought it was an average match. The the taping of of Tiger Mask, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. You keep that uh, tapes Tiger Mask's arms up against the ring post, and yeah. it's gonna. You know, I although I don't I, I, I don't like the whole removing of the mask gimmick. I think that that's just stupid. But
0: yeah, well, with this match, it eliminated both. Right, so uh, both Tiger Mask and uh, Trent are uh, eliminated, Um, so we don't have to worry about them moving forward. So to me, it was kind of like, okay, you know, this is just a match to kind of have a match. Um, Neither of them had a chance to win. Uh, Beretta two wins, four losses. Tiger Mask three wins, three losses. Um, Technically, I think there is some 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 tiebreaker bullshit that where Tiger Mask could still squeak in. Uh, but I think um, that's very unlikely to happen. I'll, I'll, so, I'll
1: wait for Dave Meltzer to explain that in, yeah, in, like, in excruciating like, detail.
0: Yeah, but but I'm pretty sure from what I saw um, online that both both are uh, pretty much eliminated from contention uh, with this match. So that's that was that.
1: Yeah. So at the end of this, we saw uh, Beretta kick out of a, a tiger bomb from the top rope. But uh, Tiger Mask sinks in the uh, double arm scissors, picks up the win, and, uh, you know, we we, we thought that we were going to see, you know, Beretta show some some sportsmanship to the legendary Tiger Mask, you know, as he raises his hand at the end. But then he, what does he do? He kicks him in the groin, and that's that.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. That's that. Both of them are eliminated. Beretta, two points, or two wins. Uh, four points. That that does it for him. That loss pretty much put the nail in the coffin for Tremperetta.
1: Now this next match sounds like a Damon McDonald wet dream come to <laughs> life. Here, Jushin Thunderlager versus Will Osprey, and to me this was a very special match. And I'll tell you why. Want me to tell you why, Damon? I want you to tell me why. Here you have the the, the legendary. Jushin Thunder at what like 51 years of age, 52 whatever he is, you know, yeah, a yeah. man who, who who revolutionized who who put this junior heavyweight style of wrestling on the map versus someone who is, you know, revolutionizing the the, the current style of junior heavyweight wrestling, you know. It's kind of a you know, a a, a cool uh generational moment here between, yeah. you know, two uh amazing junior heavyweights you know for for their own uh, eras yeah
0: absolutely i mean I don't think that was lost on anyone there and, I, and even for Osprey, it was the first singles match with liger if I'm not mistaken um so again I'm sure he was super thrilled to make that happen for himself another little check mark in his career for liger yeah you, know, you know it's it's kind of taken on the guy who's who's the face of the juniors. Um, and again, the guy who has the most buzz and and, and all the excitement is around. Yeah, I'm sure it was a thrill for both of them. Um, so the loser of this match was, uh, eliminated from the win from the tournament, right? So, uh, both of them needed to pick up a big win, but, uh, it can only be one. And, uh, Colin, who was
1: that? That was none other than Will Osprey, who yes. uh, picks up the win against Liger with that springboard diamond cutter, which I believe actually is called the uh, the os cutter. The what? The os cutter. Oh, you know, as an osprey. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the finish. The os cutter. That stinks.
0: <laughs> I hate that name of that move. Uh, I like this match. I did. Yeah, I thought I, this match was great. I thought but it was very good. The one, the one I really liked. So Liger outsmarts him, in, you know. Osprey in the beginning. Um, the shooting star press on the floor from Osprey. Here's why I really liked it. And it wasn't so much Osprey. It was Liger. If you watch that, watch it again. Liger, like a lot of guys will just stand there and, and catch, right? But Liger doesn't. Liger runs into the shooting star press to make sure that there is a connection on the on the chest and shoulder. It's safe, but it looks impactful. I thought he fucking was great. Uh, Liger. a great observation. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, take a look, watch that. Uh, I, that's just a small, the small little things when people talk about you know these veterans that they. That's Liger, and again at, at his age being able to do that. Uh, I'm in love with with Osprey's. You know the AJ forum. We'll call You're in love
1: it. with Osprey. Just 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 admit it. The hair, ha- the beard.
0: Yeah, he's handsome. If if he just sung a little. Uh, suede cover i'd be i'd be fucking thrilled <laughs> um, yeah i i i i like the match you know liger's eliminated i didn't think anybody thought you know there was a there were a couple whispers that maybe they would have him go on and and you know he was he was picking up wins at a pretty decent pace uh but he'll uh he's got through six points now osprey he's had consecutive wins now and it looks like he's on a on a hot streak so he picks up the win uh to help further him on and uh you know i think if uh my, my, my bets were right at the beginning of this. I think, uh, Ospreay has a very good chance to win this B block.
1: Yeah, I think you might be right, but, uh, like you were saying, Liger really bringing his A game, uh, in my opinion for this match, um, I like how he did the, uh, the, uh, he faked the toe and then he does the handspring, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I love when he does that, uh, he busted out a, a Frankensteiner in this match, uh, we saw him do like a, the uh the classic tilt the world backbreaker spot into the Liger bomb which Osprey kicked out of and yeah very good match uh, loved it
0: yeah I thought it was a solid match uh, is it, you know like I said you are are you going to put this on his you know best of compilation this
1: is in my top 10 for the entire year right now I'm just really no no I'm I'm Uh-oh. joking I was like wow
0: wait um and I, even I didn't think it was that great um it, it was it was a good match but um yeah, sometimes I feel like I, I get a little uh I get a little too gushy and lovey-dovey for the for the Liger stuff. Um and I am trying to be objective. I thought this this was good. I thought this was a good match.
1: All righty, so the next uh B-block match was Bobby Fish versus Chase Owens. And Damon, I have something to say about this Chase Owens character. Go ahead. Actually two things to say. Num- number one, um, I don't think it's any secret. I'm not. I've I've never been a uh, a big fan of Chase Owens, and I I will say that his performance in this tournament has exceeded my expectations. I mean, the bar was set pretty low for me, and he's actually performed quite solidly. I'll say. Um, my second point, yes. Chase Owens is a guy. You know, you look at him and you think to yourself, you know, boy, if I really watched my diet and and, 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 and I wait here hear me out. Okay. If if I watched my diet and I worked out every day really hard, maybe I could probably with my genetics, you know, end up looking somewhat like Chase Owens. You know, I I can never look like Ricochet, but okay. I can probably look like Chase Owens. And I'm sure that you're probably saying the same thing about yourself about Kevin Owens. <laughs> 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 Oh,
0: you fucker! But uh, if if right. if you look
1: at Chase Owens' physique, the guy here here's what I think happened when 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 the Bucks went down, you know, with 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 their injuries, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I picture Chase Owens, you know, he has he hasn't been getting a lot of work as of late, you know, he hasn't been hitting the gym as hard, you know, he's sitting there on the couch, you know, with like a bag of Doritos, and he gets the call, and his <gasps> ghetto son asking him, you know, Ch- Chase, can you uh, can you can you do this? these bookings right and he's like oh shit i haven't been watching my but i need the cash so okay sure and you know he shows up and if you what seriously go back and watch this match the guy has got a little bit of a belly going on oh my god he does i swear to god if you
0: saw my fucking notes you would have thought you broke into my office Oh my god because literally I have these are my notes. Chase Owens has a really weird body. Yeah. It's he's, like he's in shape but his belly was all over the fucking place.
1: Right. Like a, like, like it's a little little ring of chub. Like a little ring yes. of chub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I thought to myself, "Boy, Colin, if you if you really watch your diet and work out hard, maybe maybe you can aspire to look like Chase Owens. And it's you're right, it's weird. Like he he, he, he he has pecs going on. You know, they're not like Tanahashi pecs, but they're right. pecs nonetheless. They're not ricochet, right. you know, style pecs. But his his midsection is just very just flabby and like a lot of a lot of baby fat and
0: Yeah, listen, ah. and listen I am the last <laughs> person. You know, I am gonna let you just go on with it because I have absolutely no room to talk about anyone's fucking physique. But well, me neither, but I, But I'm not in the best of the super juniors. Right. Me neither. either.
1: Right. I, I I hope that I will be one day, maybe if I play right. my cards right. But right, you you got a better chance than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I noticed that too. I did notice that too. So so it's kind of odd that you you fucking it, I I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. <laughs> me me
1: either. It was almost <laughs> it was almost hypnotizing the way it kind of hung there. It really
0: was. Um, it was like. I don't know if you saw the, the, the show a couple of nights ago, um, but there was this like this little kid, little toddler, like couldn't be more than four years old. And, but right in a hard camera shot, he was just kind of hopping down four steps and, this, and steps, four steps. And his mom would, you know, kind of call him back up, and he would hop back up, and he would play on the steps, and we'd cop that. But he was doing it for like seven matches, right? and I'm like watching this kid. And there was there were times where I'm like I, I'm watching nothing but this little kid playing on the steps, and that's exactly what it was. I was looking at, I was looking at Chase Owens's. Little little ring of chub. <laughs> I couldn't keep my head, my mind off of it. Oh, it was so fucking. I'm hilarious. telling you,
1: that's what happened. Though he just he, he, he wasn't getting a lot of work. You know, he he didn't expect to get this call, right. and but you know he's kind of strapped for cash, so he can't say no to the booking. Right? Why would he?
0: You yeah. know, you get, so, get a,
1: yeah. So he kind of just. Me. I'm,
0: I'm fucking a million pounds overweight. <laughs> I'm going to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know, what do you know? Whatever. Uh,
0: why yeah. turn that down?
1: Yeah, but uh, you know the match itself. Uh, all right. Nothing- so Colin, Colin is fat shaming now. So I, that I am good. not fat. Look, I'm.
0: Is that what you're doing? Is that what we're doing here?
1: Look, we're fat shaming. I I, I look perfectly average. If you look at photos of me, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I I I look like an average guy. But let me tell you something. If I take off my shirt, yeah. oh, you you would ask yourself where the where does he hide all that does where does where does he, where does he tuck Spanx. it away?
0: If you were in Spanks?
1: <laughs> oh, no. It, I just I I I look great in a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, but boy, yeah, let's, if it, let's let's pump the brakes
0: with the with the great. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I
1: I I I look presentable. I look okay. somewhat presentable. Right. In a t-shirt and a pair of jeans, but man, right. if I take my shirt off, boy, I I hey, I I started my no carb, no sugar diet, you know, the other day. So, yeah. kind of like a South Beach deal. Okay. So, wow. Uh, and it works, by the way. Okay. Yeah,
0: well, maybe I'll maybe I'll take you up on no, that. No, you
1: won't. Let's be honest. You won't. I gotta so
0: do something. <laughs> I, I got two fucking trips, man. I got I got Australia and Bali, and then I'm then I'm doing the dome. I, I, listen, I gotta I gotta do something. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I call maybe you call your boy Diamond Diamond hey. Dallas Page. We can do a testimonial.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need you need to to, to live like. With Jake Roberts I, and, I so. and Scott Hall, <laughs> 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 I need I need
0: to check in to the DDP house,
1: the accountability crib. He calls yeah, it. Is that what
0: it is? The accountability. I yep. need that. I I need that in my life. I need some accountability. And then
1: maybe may, maybe we could film a documentary, the resurrection of David McDonald. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, the drinks, uh, would probably need to end at that point. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need, we need, uh, brother Dallas to step in and, uh, get me on the right path. All right. So anyway, uh, well, this match, you, you knew here's, here's what we were talking about too, with the eliminations, you knew, uh, Chase wasn't going to win, right? Because if Chase won, uh, Will Osprey would have been eliminated, right? Right. So, you knew chase wasn't going to pull out the fucking win and plus bobby fish needed the win um so it made sense you know the, the bobby fish taking the win uh, chase owens is now officially eliminated so he can go back to his doritos and his couch right? <laughs>
1: yep he can he can go back home and you know uh yeah
0: count his money on the couch that's what he would do
1: yeah exactly
0: and that and that and that, and that was that there you go
1: yep yep bobby fish uh picking up the win there with his uh, his heel hold submission so uh the next the, the the final B block match which should have been the uh closer for the show was Ricochet versus Volador Jr in what I would describe as a great lucha style match which should be no surprise considering both men's backgrounds.
0: Right. Um as the the fine people on the Voices of Wrestling forum um, we, <laughs> that, that's what they say to us. Who? Pure? What? <laughs> Who do cast? There's a, there's a new Japan? But... Uh, yes. So they pointed out uh, quite eloquently uh, on their forums. Uh, Volador, he was a slam dunk. He was, a, he was the sure bet in this match. Because if Ricochet won, then the block was decided. And that wasn't going to happen, right? So uh, Volador wins the block if he beats Osprey. Um, so they, they have to have that match mean something uh, the next night, so uh, we all kind of saw the handwriting on the wall with Volador uh, getting the big win. Now, here's the one thing about Chase Owens. So it's going to come down to um, if if Will beats Volador, right? So okay. If Will beats Volador. Um, it still comes down to Ricochet and Owens, right? So, so Ricochet still has to win. So if Will beats Volador, Ricochet has to beat Chase Owens. Last year Chase Owens spoiled Taguchi. Ah, okay. Chase Owens is spoiling this. Chase Owens is going to beat Ricochet.
1: Well, he he did beat Will Ospreay.
0: Yep, he's going to do it. He's going to do it here. So again, um if 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 Will Ospreay wins, which we kind of think that that's going to happen, right? So we're working at a final of Ospreay and, and Kushida. Will Will has to win. Ospreay has to win. Uh, But it still comes down to Ricochet and Owens. Owens spoils this for Ricochet. Um, And uh, that'll be that. That'll help Will Ospreay move on in this tournament. So that's what I think will happen. Uh, Makes perfect sense. And uh, there might be some, I don't know, I mean, it's not spoilers. I don't know definitely that's happening, but that's what makes sense going into uh, what tonight and tomorrow's shows.
1: Could you imagine if Chase Owens was in the finals? One, with like with 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 just like blatant bullet club interference from like takahashi and no one would like that that. no one would think about that
0: that. i don't want to think about that but that's why chase owens is there chase owens is there to have some credibility um to kind of be that spoiler guy um i don't know if it was if it was a safe bet to say that one of the jacksons would have been that person to spoil uh ricochet but um you know, Chase Owens is that guy. He's spoiler Sam, and he's going to do it again this year, my prediction here, with a win over Ricochet.
1: As far as his Ricochet versus a Volador Jr. match goes, I, I was watching this, and I was thinking in my mind, because sometimes, you know, when you're when you're watching these crazy Jr. heavyweight matches, you don't think about how, like, if these guys are just, you know, uh, a centimeter off with some of the things that they do, you know, you, they're, they're risking paralysis,
0: I mean, that's 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 the life of a junior, right? But they're right. trained professionals, Colin. You know what they say? Don't try this at home.
1: Right? That's, hey, I don't try it at home. You know, Kushida did. <laughs> Kushida did. There is video evidence in that's his right. TitanTron that's of right. him doing moonsaults at home.
0: I know his parents were very irresponsible, I must say.
1: But look at the superstar
0: we have now. All right. All right, enough of that. Let
1: me ask you uh, this question. Which, um, in your opinion for you personally, uh, was the better match, Jushin Liger and Will Osprey, or Ricochet and Volador Jr.? Um, I'm going Liger Osprey.
0: Huh. I'll go. That's tough. I- I- I'm going Osprey Liger, but but not by much. I think I think I- Volador Jr. doesn't do that much for me. I, I, I hate to be that guy, but it doesn't do that much for me. You know, um,
1: I got to be honest. I kind of preferred mascara dorada.
0: Me too. I, uh, truth be told, me too. Me too. Um, so I'll go. I'll go Lager Osprey just because I have like the,
1: I like both of them. I like,
0: I, I like both of them. All right, that's that. We're not doing the tag matches, are we? We have to talk about the fucking tag matches.
1: Hey, well, if if you want to, Damon, I mean, we could certainly get into them. I mean, no, we, we I had.
0: Let's go over. Let's go over some scenarios. You want to go over some more scenarios? Because I got some written down.
1: So, hey, if Seidel,
0: so your boy Matt Seidel, yes, right? if he beats Finley, which you'll he'll, he'll probably have, he'll have to, right? right? He'll have ten points. Okay. Now the tiebreaker over Kyle O'Reilly. He, he owns that. He'll need both Kushida and Taguchi to lose for Matt Seidel to go ball. Okay. okay. All right, so we got that, right? So, so that's Seidel's scenario as we go into this week. Kyle O'Reilly, he needs to beat Rocky Romero, and he'll get 10 points. But he also needs Seidel and Taguchi to both lose. He needs both of them to lose. I don't think that's happened.
1: Okay, right? I, I think that Romero is defeating O'Reilly. Really? Yes. Okay. I think O'Reilly beats Romero, but he's gonna need
0: Seidel to lose to Finley. That ain't happening. No. Right? So that's where O'Reilly. O'Reilly's gonna get eliminated by, by tiebreakers. Right? So O'Reilly will beat Romero. He'll get ten points, but he's gonna lose a tiebreaker because because he needs Seidel and Toguchi to both lose. And again, right out of the gate, Seidel is not losing to Finley.
1: No, there's if that happened. I, I would be shocked.
0: I would be shocked, too.
1: Now, Togushi,
0: he can beat Ghetto, which I think is a possibility, to get to 10, right? Get the 10 points. Right. And he holds the tiebreakers against Seidel and O'Reilly. What he needs to not have happen, well, he needs to have happen, he needs Kushida to lose. I don't think that's happened.
1: And think- Kushida is wrestling Bushi. Which is I on think, the sixth tomorrow uh, tonight?
0: Yeah. So, do you think Bushi beats Kushida?
1: Huh. There's...
0: If if Bushi beats Kushida, and Toguchi beats Ghetto, he gets the ten. He goes to the finals. Bushi, Toguchi, or Toguchi rather. Toguchi can if he beats he will get ten points. Right. He Toguchi holds the tiebreakers against Matt Seidel. He beat Matt Seidel. He beat Kyle O'Reilly. Man, needs, do I see Taguchi? He needs, he needs Kushida to lose. And if Kushida loses to Bushi, Taguchi with a win over Ghetto. <laughs> this is getting comical now. This is this is Meltzer-esque. Taguchi will make it to the finals.
1: Well, you have to ask yourself, do you see Ryusuke Taguchi in the best of the Super Juniors finals?
0: He's been there before. He's been, but that was years ago, mind you. Right, that was a different to Gucci. Yeah, to me, this tournament is is Kushida Osprey. Right, that's the match that that we want to build to for a final. Right. Okay. Am Am, am I wrong?
1: No, no, I don't think you're. You know what, oh, man, I I'd, I'd love to see Matt Seidel in the final. Okay, I mean that 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 could possibly happen. Again, Seidel
0: beats Finley, which I think is a, is a slam dunk. Right he will have the 10 points. Okay. But again, he's going to need both Kushida and Toguchi to lose. So Kushida has to lose to Bushi, which I don't I, again, when we that's talked about That's not out of the question. No. When I talked about this tournament, remember I said keep an eye on that match, right? Didn't I say that? You, you did. I did. I think that's going to be very telling. And and it and it looks like it's going to be, right? So again, Seidel needs to be Finley, which I think is the slam dunk. He needs uh Kushida to lose against Bushi. He needs to Gucci to lose to Goto. That's two big ones. Wait, Goto? I mean, not Goto. Uh, Geto. Is Goto in the best
1: of the <laughs> suit? Oh, yeah. Wow. Under a mask. He yes. dro-
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's dropping weight. He's cutting his carbs. Yeah. He's getting his groove back. He sure is. He's, he's going back to the juniors. Um, so again, uh, Geto.
1: Okay. I, I'm going to say Kushida loses to Bushi. Okay. I'm going to say Matt Seidel beats David Finley. Okay. And uh, what, what what was the other Teguchi, scenario?
0: Taguchi needs to lose to Ghetto. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I I think that it is uh, very conceivable that Taguchi will lose to Ghetto.
0: That's two upsets. That's two upsets that need to have happen. Teguchi needs to lose to Ghetto, and uh, uh, Kushida needs to lose to Bushi. I'm
1: going that route, which puts Seidel in the final. Yep.
0: Puts him in the finals, and then he would go against... Arguably, I mean it looks like they're 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 gearing everything up for um Will Ospreay. Osprey,
1: right? yeah. Okay.
0: That's not bad.
1: No that, that not bad. That's that's pretty fucking good.
0: Right? Yeah, I don't think Ricochet makes it. I think uh O'Reilly winds up being eliminated. Uh I mean, you know, I don't think that's happening because again, O'Reilly needs to beat Rocky Romero and he needs Sidell. And Teguchi to both
1: lose, and I don't think that's happening. Um, Finley is not beating Matt Seidel. Um I'm all in on a Will Ospreay versus Matt Seidel match. Yeah. I don't know why I'm 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 one up
0: Kushida. Like I'm kind of thinking Kushida. This this does oh this screams to me though, Bushi beating Kushida. It just screams it
1: here's the thing though. I don't like and this is just my opinion. So let so let's say uh let's say the final is uh Will Osprey versus Kushida. And then Will, Will Osprey wins. And Will Osprey wins and then we're going to see that match I, again the very same month at Dominion. That's kind of overkill. It just for is me. It? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, oh, Cuz to oh. me that's such like a that, that that that's that's a special match that I wouldn't, you know, you don't Osprey wins the belt. Right, but I I don't want to see it twice in the same month. It's I would. Too I would watch every day. Well, yeah, Well, let, let's have Christmas morning every day then, Damon.
0: Hey, listen, I'm you know I'm all about it.
1: <laughs> I'll fucking wake up every morning with gifts under the tree. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? It, it 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 gets to a certain point where it's not special then.
0: Oh, come on, I don't think we're anywhere near it not being special.
1: Well, it's no, like, we're not three near.
0: Ma- to- three matches is not. Is it's this is not fucking you know. Flare, uh dusty i you know? i know
1: i know but just just for me just for me i think that that's such a you know special match i don't want to see it twice in the same month um i would prefer to have a uh sidell osprey uh best of the super juniors final you can have osprey win and then we'll see the rematch at dominion uh against Kushida.
0: okay I'm not. i And
1: then, and then, like, like, let's let's go even further than that. Osprey wins the belt, and we see Kushida in the G1 climax.
0: You know, I don't really see that happening. But
1: no, nah, I don't. You don't I, see I, him pull pulling a uh, Prince Devin? No, I don't.
0: I on, wow. only because I just think there's a lot of spots that would that, that are going to be taken by Ring of Honor guys and and
1: Tenzan and Kojima, and,
0: and the Tenzans and Kojimas of the world. But listen, the, again. You know, what? Well, 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 hey, you know, you can't shit on those people. Um, but yeah, uh, there's at least four or five spots that are open now, right? Carl Anderson being gone, Doc Yallis being gone, Gallows. AJ being gone, Nakamura being gone. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of spots that are ripe for the picking, and I think you're you know you're definitely yeah, going to see a Sonata in there. Yeah, without a doubt. Who, uh, by the Equal. way. Uh, speaking of Sonata, in one of these uh, tag matches, man, he's uh, for a guy of his size, you know, six three, you know, two two thirty, you know, he did a standing moonsault. This is a big athletic guy. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Sonata fan now. I know you are.
0: I, I knew, and I knew you would be. You know what they're building for? Uh, Sonata. Yoshihashi.
1: Yeah, and I was just about to say, man, you put those two guys in the same block in the G one; they can have a, you know, uh, a barn burner as good old <laughs> Jr. would say. I don't know how I feel. I don't
0: know how I feel about that.
1: I, I think their interactions during the these tag matches were very good.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I, I for whatever reason, though, if you sit there and on paper say Yoshihashi Sonata, and like for w- whatever reason, I'm like. oh, like a, you, maybe I'm just conditioned to do that when I hear the the name Yoshihashi, but um, yeah, that's what, that's what it looks like we're going for um in the in the very near future. So eh, yeah, we'll see.
1: All right, so there you go. Those are those two shows, which leads us to Monday and Tuesday, the best of the Super Junior Finals, live on NJPWWorld.com with english commentary by our good friend mr kevin kelly and steve carino
0: we better get a shout out that's all i give a shit about
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know you're, you're you're in it for the shout outs
0: that's right i'll text that guy you better i better hear it better hear the love um yeah that should be good i've actually forgot all about that they were doing english commentary so yeah, that should be fun uh, I'll, I'll definitely give them a listen yeah it it we'll be, it we'll doesn't, be critiquing.
1: It, it's it's almost like the english commentary for these two sh- uh two shows has been like under the radar yeah. a bit like it
0: it yeah it hasn't been i i like yeah like i said until you said it i i had completely forgotten that they were doing it so um, I think the word better get out quickly that that's the case. Get on get on that social media, guys, and uh, make everyone want a wire. Or, I mean, here's the thing, though. People are people going to watch it because it's English commentary. No, they're going to they, they already know about it. So do we you really need to, to push the fact that it's English commentary? Like, are people not going to watch it because there's no English commentary? No, we gonna watch it anyway.
1: Well no, certainly not the hardcores, but I will I, I will say this. I think that the English commentary, um does a a lot to uh help attract, you know, fans who are you know, if, if, for example, fans, new fans who saw this uh, Ricochet versus Will Osprey match and mm-hmm. might want to, you know, check out more New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you know, seeing that there's English commentary on one of their shows is, you know, is very attractive to them. You know, like that guy I work with, for example. Um, he's I I, I can't see him as a person who is gonna uh, sit down and watch a show with Japanese commentary. I just don't see that. But you know, having you know uh, familiar voices, kind of. It, it it doesn't it it helps in the enjoyment for those type of fans so, you know for for me and you and you know our our audience our listeners you know we we're in it for you know the wrestling, but it does help in uh a lot of these western fans enjoyment so that's all I have to say about that
0: no I agree I think it's a very valid good point in the sense of much better than your ball shot Reverend. <laughs> I,
1: you know we, we uh, talk, i feel like we talked a lot about balls on we this podcasting you now that that is you know due to me i apologize for that
0: it certainly is due to you um yeah i know but i think your your point is uh, a good one in the sense of the timing couldn't have been better you know with the osprey uh ricochet match if uh you know if if it, it is promoted that hey you know what the, the the finals of that you know that match you saw well the finals are coming up and guess what english and and and, a, and a, an english commentary team that's that's quite entertaining um uh, that makes it even doubly better. So uh, yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're good. I think you uh, made a good point there.
1: All right. So before we wrap up today's edition of the Purocast, there are two more things I just wanted to briefly touch on that oh. aren't directly related to New Japan Pro Wrestling but there is a loose association there. I am tired. So, let's just get into this, all right? All right. Loose okay. explosion. Okay, so, big announcement last night. Former IWGP heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar will indeed be on the UFC 200 card in July and none other than uh, New Japan on Access television commentator Josh Barnett has been petitioning to fight against Lesnar on this huge card now um you know uh, our, our listeners can correct me if i'm wrong here but if that was indeed the match you know Lesnar versus Barnett you know two New Japan pro wrestling alumni that would be uh, that, that that would be pretty historical in the sense that i don't think there has ever been a UFC fight uh, with two guys who have been at the Tokyo Dome before,
0: right? Wrestling for New Japan, yeah. right? Um, I, I think you're right. I mean, we talked about this before we hit record, and I was kind of racking my brain. Like, is that, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking of UFC guys. You know, obviously, have they ever competed with, in New Japan, um, and let alone the Dome? So yeah, this that 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 for us, it is kind of uh, kind of special, kind of significant. Um, I don't know the background. Like, how did this all go happen? And with Lesnar deciding he's going to do MMA again,
1: this just came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. no, no, no pun intended. Um, yeah, as far as I know, um, this uh, started in April. The talks started in April uh, between. And Vince the- is okay with this. Yeah, which is baffling to me that he would sign off on this because you know let's you know what if he gets his ass beat <laughs> i mean <laughs> and then he's gonna come back he's gonna come back at, at, at for SummerSlam as this beaten uh man like you know they're 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 taking a big risk there but uh you know is we'll vince th-
0: getting a cut of this
1: i have no idea
0: vince has got to be making some money from this that you can't i can't imagine vince being like go get him brock Get out there, kick his ass, you know, and him not getting a fucking paycheck from it. You know what I mean? Like, like the only people that are benefiting from this is UFC and Brock Lesnar. Like, how does Vince, you know, how? uh, Why would he sign off on this? You know what I think
1: is gonna gonna happen during this match? You know, Brock's gonna be just about ready to to uh, to to put the match away. Then the lights are gonna go out, and you're gonna hear the Wyatt's music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be surrounding the octagon in, in, in sheet masks <laughs> that'd
0: be great this is all just
1: an angle to build towards Summerslam. this whole thing uh,
0: you know um what is this UFC
1: 200 yeah UFC 200 they their 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 biggest show of all time, taking place in July, but uh, yeah, I just thought that that was an interesting thought. you know, if he faced Barnett um you know uh that would be kind of significant, you know when yeah. it comes to new Japan pro wrestling. Yeah,
0: I would agree. Um, I think the fight's gonna stink, but <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, Brock, you know, Brock's
1: an older caveman now. He's gonna be thirty nine. So
0: Josh is up there, right? Yeah, John, they're
1: but the same fights, age actually.
0: He? he still fights, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. As as a matter of fact, I think he has an upcoming fight in in uh, Germany.
0: I'm gonna put my money right on the surface. If it does, if that is the match, I'll, I'll put my money on Josh Burnett. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I'll put my money on Josh Burnett. Fuck that. All right. So, what's our other uh, other bit of news here, Colin? Our
1: other loose New Japan tie-in, loose is, explosion. Yes, the loose explosion. Now, I know you don't, you know, follow him anymore, Damon. But you know, my, myself and a lot of listeners are still following the uh, the journey, if you will, of one Shinsuke Nakamura, an, another <laughs> former IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Yeah and uh, there is a there is a NXT takeover show that is taking place this Wednesday and uh-huh. uh, he's going to be facing <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing about this because because but...
0: sh- here's the thing I, I just find it amazing amazing that the, the 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 literally the hottest guy in the entire fucking wrestling world it, it, and you wouldn't even know he's here it's such I know. A wh- is, 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 that company is such a fucking wet blanket how can you have literally the hottest guy in pro wrestling and just Throw a wet blanket all over that. It, I agree. Oh, it's just fucking! It's just mind boggling that company. And again, I can't watch the fucking shaky cam. I'm not going to get a stroke watching a pro wrestling show because they can't keep the fucking camera straight. I think I'm
1: it, numb to it at this point, so it I, doesn't even.
0: That angle, I saw the angle with with AJ and 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 uh, the Gallows and and Anderson on Reigns, and. They couldn't keep that fucking camera. Just, just. Uh, oh, it drives me crazy. All right, so go ahead. Let's hear about it. Go ahead.
1: Well, no, I was just gonna say that uh, he is facing Austin a- Aries this Wednesday. I, I think it's gonna be a very good match. So you know, if if you are a fan of uh, good pro wrestling, I, I think that's gonna be a good one.
0: I have, I have zero thoughts about it. Zilch show. Nothing. Uh, I, my only thoughts are. It's it's just amazing how you can have the hottest guy in the fucking world and you just throw a wet blanket on him.
1: See, Damon, unlike you, I, I I'm loyal to you know the pro wrestlers that I you know like and I I, I follow them hey, Joe, wherever they go.
0: I I listen. I'm a I'm a massive Shinsuke Nakamura fan. Massive. He, I I don't think I've watched three things. I watched the takeover with with Sami Zayn, which was tremendous. I think I saw one other match. That's it. What else has he done in, this, in that company?
1: Nothing. What is he,
0: nothing. It's absolutely zilch. He's done nothing. Nothing.
1: How can that happen? Well, I, ho- I hope he's enjoying living in Florida.
0: And the weather is nice. He, and I do like his uh, Instagrams. They're, they're very, very nice. They are.
1: They're, <laughs> they're pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, those are the two uh, little uh, loose New Japan tie-ins I wanted to mention. You know, some interesting stuff going on and uh yeah that is a wrap for today damon and uh once again got two big shows best of the super junior 23 finals with english commentary by kevin kelling and steve carino this monday and tuesday and we'll be back we'll be back here uh next sunday to talk about both of those shows and all of the implications that they may be bring heading into dominion later this month
0: yes uh i will be attending uh i think it's pro wrestling syndicate is it uh terry funk bret hart stan hansen mick Brett Foley. Hart. yeah
1: where where is this at
0: i'm not telling you now
1: oh yeah. come on
0: no uh it's in sayerville sayerville new jersey huh yep Meet i agree you get your picture taken with bret hart terry oh, Funk, oh man stan i could even hansen.
1: take i can i can take my bret hart book and get it signed you could oh when is this
0: saturday the 11th
1: saturday the 11th huh you know i'm going to have to get on google maps after uh, we get <laughs> off the air here and uh... map
0: out your public transit route?
1: <laughs> yeah that's man it's, it's it's not every day that uh, one of your uh, childhood idols is yeah. so close to your hometown so
0: yeah let me see uh, i'm going to let's see if it's, if it's Pro Wrestling Syndicate or what it is. Uh um, This is riveting radio, by the it way, is, for our uh, listeners. Why, why don't you wrap things up, and I'll give everybody the details on it, all
1: right? All righty, so I just want to thank all of our great listeners, as I always do. You guys are awesome. You're the best, uh, best uh, podcast fans in the world. Um, Go to newjapanpurocast.com There you can listen to our shows directly and uh, if you subscribe to our RSS feed if you subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio you will get each brand new edition of the Purecast delivered to the device of your choosing immediately before it hits anywhere else. Or if you choose to listen listen to us on Voices of Wrestling, that's cool as well. You can check us out on there, VoicesofWrestling.com. You can subscribe to their podcasting network if you're uh, if you're into uh, other brands of wrestling. You know, you want to. Uh, Here's some more talk about NXT, WWE, Dragon Gate. They have lots of great shows on their podcasting network. So check them out. And uh, Damon, final words from you, sir.
0: All right. So here's the information. June 11th. It's at the Starland Ballroom. It's in Sayreville, New Jersey. Um, They got to bring in some fucking talent in on this. Um, Bret Hart, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. Whoa, Mick Foley and Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, Bobby Fulton, Shane Douglas, uh, Dean Douglas, right? Two Cold Scorpio, Just Incredible, uh, yeah. A un an ultimate photo op, limited time offer, rare opportunity to pose w- for a photo with Bret Hart, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, and Raven will only take place promptly at 6 p.m. You and seven legends in one photo, 75 bucks, which is not that bad if you really think about it. Quite
1: frankly, I'd rather just get it with Bret Hart and have everyone else I would, leave. I
0: want Foley, Funk, and Handsome. I want Foley, Funk, and Handsome. Yeah, but that's not bad. 75 bucks to get this, all those seven? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, all those people. That's that's, And they're really bringing them in uh for that show. So uh again, that is, if you're in that area, the 11th this Saturday, Star, Starland Ballroom. You just got a free plug PWS, uh, Sayreville, New Jersey. Six PM signing, eight PM live action,
1: and 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 maybe if both members of the uh, Purecast are there, we'll do a signing as well and a photo op. I'm sure. But our prices are going to be just a little bit higher than what they're asking for all those all those legends.
0: Buy me a fucking beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is your uh, go to. uh, Uh, Unless I get paid in alcohol, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, anything else, Damon? Uh, no, I'm good.
0: I'm hungry. Let's wrap it up.
1: All righty. So on that note, my name is Colin Miller for Damon McDonald. You guys enjoy the best of the Super Juniors Finals this week. And we'll catch you guys next Sunday. Later.
0: Podcast. There is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Kuhn, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.